like a cowboy place Ain't no time like a cowboy time Ain't no way like the cowboy way Have a cowboy kind of day, yeah Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer-battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's in the way you're going wrong. Hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. Uh, every clip that we use here is fair use. Just warning you guys. And a quick little warning, we will offend you. everybody welcome to the utah outcast for the 22nd of november 2015 and we're glad to have you listening to us and watching us now on youtube uh but don't let the name fool you we may have the word utah front and center but we talk about oh so much more and as always if you want to get in touch with anyone here on the show you can do so via our website utahoutcast.com but don't freak out because it will direct you to pod hell media which is hosted at podhell.com which we are the flagship show for um, anyway, email us, mailbag at utahoutcast.com. Uh, we have the text and voicemail line, 347-669-3377, and I have updated the voice greeting to that one, so you're going to have some fun listening to that. And we're on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube as Utah Outcasts. And we also have merchandise available through cafepress.com slash, guess what, Utah Outcasts. And if you're inclined, please consider giving us a little bit of support through Patreon in any capacity, and those who donate at the $5 or higher levels get access to the entire show recording a few hours early, usually. Ooh, excuse me, beer. Um, and you'll also get access to the catalog of Patreon-only shows that we are recording immediately after this show ends. Don't worry, we'll continue to bring you the same great content each week. But we really do appreciate your support by downloading the show each week or watching it wherever you do. Um, and for more details, check us out, patreon.com slash utahoutcasts. Um, but if you can't afford to donate, that's fine. We consider you uh, just leaving us a five-star rating in either places that you listen to the show, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play in the near future. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and leave us a comment or two. Um, anyway, uh, we'll be on Google Play when they finally get around to having podcasts there, hopefully soon. But joining us for the panel this week is the the usual Utah outcasts of Kyle Steenblick. Hello. Felicia and Twizzle. Hello. Myself, X, uh, and also joining us is uh, not the ordained women lady that we were hoping to have on the show because she got sick. Uh, joining us is, um, is Carly. Hi. Carly is currently in Kyle's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about that? So if I disappear for a few minutes, it's probably because I went to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, right? <laughs> We're married men. <laughs> anyway, so what's everybody been up to for the last week? Anybody doing anything fun? Anything exciting going on for anyone? Uh, I know Felicia's have... got a great story here in a second. Yeah. Uh, I've got a few, but I'm going to save some for the end of the show. So this one, I'll say I'll talk about how I had to unfriend a feminist. Oh. <laughs> oh. Not, not just a feminist, but a She was wrong. Rad she was, film. Like. Was 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 this the giant breakdown that we witnessed yeah. earlier? Yeah. Okay. So, um I, you know, I hate the term rad femme. I hate the term <laughs> third wave feminism because I like hear the descriptions and I'm like, 
I really feel like that describes me. Um, <laughs> so I like, I really hate those. This chick is uh, an asshole. <laughs> she's a feminist, I guess, in her way, but she's wrong. Uh, so I made the joke on Facebook that Mac and Kraft Mac and Cheese quote cheese uh, their their new slogan <laughs> is a bit rapey and it is because it's you know you love it and <laughs> remember the fucking outrage that happened when Alan Thicke's son Robin Thicke came out with the what the hell was it the the rapey theme what the I hell fucking theme? hate that song uh, that was that yeah that was blurred, blurred lines. lines there you uh-huh. go blurred lines is a horrible song well yes it is but and for okay. many and, reasons. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yes, for, for on on levels, on levels, uh-huh. it's a terrible song. And not just because they ripped off Al Green. Well, God. did you guys ever hear the? There was like somebody that made a website for the old "What Rhymes with Hug Me." Like, like somebody made up a whole bunch of other rhymes that came up with it, and they're they like they played the audio along with the music in the background. Please don't rape me. You know, just yeah. <laughs> it was pretty. Funny. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, anyway, I, anyway, oh, okay. crazy, oh, okay. crazy asshole friend. So, <laughs> so it was a bit rapey. And then somebody pointed out how there's a box next to the picture I showed of the lo- of the slogan that says balls. Not <laughs> funny. And uh, <laughs> then uh, somebody the else pointed out that it was extra creepy because it was in like this warehouse on a wood pallet. <laughs> getting all sorts of rapey. Well, this chick gets in there and is like, I think you're reading way too much into this. That's, that's not actually what she sounds like, but that's the voice she's getting from now on. Yeah, that's the voice. That's the voice I heard in my head when that I read is, it. That is the okay. voice of anti-humor right there. Mm-hmm. You're reading way too much into this. This isn't rapey. That's just what you're putting onto it with your own perception. And besides, rape is something never to be joked about. Never ever. Like, mm, mm, mm. First of all. I wasn't joking about rape victims. I was joking about <laughs> rapists. I, I was saying that rapists are fucked up. Uh, and she continued to argue forever. And uh, when other people started pointing out how fucked up, she ignored both a male and a female rape victim. Uh-huh. And their opinions on this. They were like, no, she's uh-huh. rape, she's rapey. And yeah. like, other people were like, she was pointing out how that kind of language is subtly aggressive and fucked up. I and she, I don't. I, why is this offensive to you? Like no, <laughs> nobody, like fem, other feminists that I know, like I left and right, were liking this post because <laughs> it was rapey. <laughs> <laughs> and um, because so, it's funny. <laughs> so I explained yes. the joke to her, which fuck her. It didn't need explaining. No, uh, it didn't. But then she was like, well, you can, it's okay to raise awareness. Yeah, it's okay to raise awareness, and it's okay to draw attention to these things, but joking just undermines the victims. Mind you, ignoring the victims. <laughs> Two of them who were like, nah, it's, it, it was, she was right. It was funny. <laughs> and they were like, uh, humor. A dark humor is healing. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. So then she decides that, that I was a terrible friend. <laughs> Mind you, we've hung out literally once. So, you know, not high on my close friends list. Anyway, so she was like, I just thought you would want to pay more attention to a friend who said they could be offended by this. Nope. 
And I offered ways that we could fix this situation without ruining a friendship. Her her suggestion was, don't joke about this. And I said, no, that's not acceptable to me. So then I called her overly sensitive mm-hmm. and uh, called in all of my my offensive jokes people and uh, nobody let up. But <laughs> so then she went on this whole you're attacking me for expressing my feelings feelings are always valid she actually said to me how dare you attack my feelings how dare you on my fucking page <laughs> are you shitting me right now uh, that's one of those you're, you're welcome to leave sweetie you don't have to I eventually told you I said you can leave now yeah, I, I, can't, I can't remember. I can't remember half the things I said on that post, but I'm pretty sure one of them was accusing her of raping comedy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dead clown in this room with the rubber out his ass. You my raped little, comedy. My little sister posted a picture of a, a naked noodle, a noodle with nothing on it, and said, "Still not asking for it." <laughs> <laughs> Ah, it was amazing. Only thing would have been better is if they had like a a bed strapped to the noodle. Still, (laughs) (laughs) it got so terrible. It was amazing. So all night I'm laughing at like horribly offensive shit. She's like, "You people just need to have someone to bully," and like other people are like, "You're the only one attacking anyone here. You're you're the one attacking Felicia. She hasn't done anything. We don't know what you're talking about." Like then she went back. Good fucking time. What are you doing? You know? Right? I, it was uh, that drives me crazy. It drives me crazy when, when, when people come in. Uh, this seems to just be an internet like Facebook thing. People come into somebody else's post. And keep try, they, 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 of it. Well, they, they come in to try to bully the other person uh, mm-hmm. to, one, admit that they were either wrong or, you know, usually just that they're, they're wrong. But they, they and, do and then like, when they when there's pushback, it's uh, stop bullying me, guys. Like, yeah, force you... people to kowtow to the yeah. way that they perceive things. Right, so there was... is no mm-hmm. other opinion that's valid. Right, and then she was sitting there going, "You are so close-minded, you can't even see how you could possibly be wrong." And I'm like, "I wasn't wrong." In this one, wasn't wrong. I think you're the one who is looking who won't look at themselves because you were wrong. And then she's like, "I just thought you would take." A, I, she's like, I thought you would take sincerity seriously. You know, there are people who are sincere in this world, and they're kind and good. And I'm like, I know some of the kindest, best people who do nothing but good. So don't you dare call me a cynic. <laughs> I know good and kind people. And what you were doing here, because you were using emotionally manipulative language, saying that you were trying to save a friendship... When to save this friendship meant that I had to conform to your concepts of right and wrong, mm-hmm. not mine. You weren't accepting me here. I had to accept, I had to be what you want. So that's some emotionally manipulative language. Fuck you. And you sit here and say that you're sincere and kind. And just because you're using big words and soft language does not mean that you're at a higher level here. I am going to curse and I'm going to say that you're being insensitive because that's fucking correct. I need to buy a pair of like those Oakley Blade glasses. UPC, bro. UPC. Yeah. So she was using all this kind and soft language, but all she was doing was being emotionally manipulative and she was being just as... Uh, what's the word? She, 
She was fighting everything just to prove she was right. Then she claimed sincerity and went back and edited out all of her comments that said jo- uh, joking about rape was never okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking oh, sincere my people ass. Go back so feminists shit. out there, stop it. Mm-hmm. Because you claim kindness does not make you kind. Because you claim being sweet and gentle and sensitive does not make you so. Joking about rape is healing. Joking about the things that are fucked up in this world draw attention to it. And it doesn't have to harm anyone to do it. So if you're a feminist and you're sitting there saying that there's no way that you can joke about rape, you're fucking wrong. (laughs) And don't you sit there and claim superiority because you use sweeter words. That's mailbag at utahoutcast.com. <laughs> if you wish to debate Felicia on this, we'll make, sure, we'll make sure she sees it. So what about you, Kyle? You been doing anything fun this week? I I finished writing a book. That's right. You did finish you it. I finished Hooray! it. Finished I finished book. it. Well, I, I, I finished the first draft of the manuscript, which means I'm going to go back and rewrite the damn thing. Like 17 um, times. <laughs> no, it doesn't have probably. time for 17 if it's going to make it into the Christmas pile. Oh, okay. It's it'll it'll happen. I mean, but it's done. You know, first round is done. I get to take a well day off. break. You've got you you beat you beat <laughs> NaNoWriMo by like 7 days. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't I didn't get I didn't do the word count cuz they're going for 50,000. But this is a kid's book. That's um, arbit- that's arbitrary, I'm, though. I'm, I think I'm getting... settling for thirty. I'm I finished a book. Okay, that's where I'm. I... Third length is irrelevant, as far yes. as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, I mean, that's fucking, how you use uh, it, really. <laughs> was Breaking Dawn, I, the last book I, of Twilight, was over a thousand pages. So I, I really can't tell you how much I appreciate hearing you say that. <laughs> it's about girth. <laughs> it's <what> it can. <laughs> hey, I double spaced it, and the pages that that thing's. Dick, so we're good. <laughs> That's what matters. <laughs> dick jokes! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Yay, we turned a children's book into a dick joke. Yeah. We're the best, you oh. guys! I, uh, <laughs> I had so I can of... make Harry Potter dick jokes. We can do that. <laughs> I, uh, I had a date night this weekend, so I actually got to go out and have dinner like an adult with no kids being dragged <laughs> around. And, oh, uh, that's nice. We went to go finally see the, the end of the... The what is it? The uh, what the hell is it called? The Hunger, uh, Games. The Hunger Games series, Mocking, Mockingjay Part Two, or as everybody I know was calling it. <laughs> no, I mean I I hate it when they take movies was... and they they split a final movie into two fucking movies just as a cash grab because they know you're invested mm-hmm. already. And you're yeah, it sucks. That's, I hate yeah. That. Well, this so, this was yeah that one two... was half a cash grab, half that they just had too much story for one movie. But well, to protest it, the, the wife and I. I'm sorry if that if that offends anybody out there. She's my wife, and I call her mm-hmm. the wife sometimes. So you know what? Fuck you guys. That's my title for her. So I call William the fella all yeah, the exactly. time. It's not a pejorative title. I get called the wife. Yeah. You do, but you know, I'm actually going to call you. I'm, I'm actually going to refer to you as Carly this time around because you're here and can speak for yourself. Yep. Until she consents to come on the show, which will be never. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? She don't care about this stuff. She's not a. She doesn't care about atheism or you know injustice in the world. She, <laughs> she's too busy in doing her own thing. She's got yeah, other shit. From every she's conversation got... I've had with her, that's what she sounds like to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you but were talking anyway, about the movie. Yeah. Anyway, we saw Mocking Jay, and to protest the the fact that they split it into two movies, we decided not to go see the first one in the theater. We said, 
fuck you. We're going to wait until the second movie comes out and we're going to watch the other one the night before. And so that's what we did. <laughs> and it's a good thing, too, because that movie was a giant fucking cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we, we went to go see it. And yeah, it finished and it ended the series. And I have to keep reminding myself, this is a young adult book. This is not, mm-hmm. this is not, you know, great literature. It's. I don't know. I felt, a, the movies, no, no, I felt the movies did the books a serious injustice. I, I haven't well. read the books, so I, I don't know. But, I mean, I enjoyed the movies, and part I, of that comes from the stellar fucking performances from a lot of the cast. Yeah. And I've um, read the books, and I've, I watched the movies, and what I can say is they really... The character development in the movies is... Stunted. <laughs> non-existent. Yes. Yeah. They, well, the, they made the that... movies for the fans of the book. That's that's just what they did. They I, They made movies for a specific audience. You know, I really feel, though, that they missed the, a very large point of mm-hmm. the, the books. The books yeah. uh, were supposed to display how horrific violence is, especially on a young adult mind. Uh, that that uh, growing up with poverty and, and violence and these horrific, sensationalized movies, action movies, um, is missing the point mm-hmm. that... Uh, that these things are terrible, and the books were pretty damn graphic, actually. They uh, were like talking about like guts spilling out and shit. I was like, I've read some adult books where I'm like, all right, it's up there, it's up there with them. <laughs> uh, well, and they also introduce concepts to young adults that will help yeah. them understand when they go into history, understanding fascism and understanding these governments that did things yeah. like the arena, <laughs> the gladiators yeah. arena. They're going to help these concepts i won't spoil it from anybody but uh you can definitely tell that the the movie suffered because of the death of um damn it, philip, the, philip, philip, philip Seymour Hoffman. yeah because there's this there's a scene specifically where woody harrelson filled in for him yeah and you could obviously tell they kind of just yeah. went okay well he's dead and we need this scene how are we going to do this uh a letter i know yeah, that's what although we'll do. It, yeah i really i i actually applaud them the filmmakers for going that direction yeah i mean the initial the initial push from the studio was to digitally recreate no no for that scene uh which they they could have done it i think they had enough of the audio yeah they could have done it i mean he talked plenty on there but anyway it was it was really fun to be able to go out and have an adult night and not have to worry about kids and everything then when we got home, it was like 11 o'clock at night, and one of my kids was still up. So, <laughs> yay. Yay. By that point, they're holy terrors, too. They're tired and all wound up and past sleepy. Oh, yeah. She's, she had a rough day today. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm going to be a butthole the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> they're miserable, so they make, bring everyone else along with them. Yep. So a good chunk of the day is like, I'm not doing this. Go to your room and be, po- be poopy up there. You know, <laughs> you've got the we've got three levels in this house, and I want at least one between me and you right now. <laughs> the, it's, that's the okay. You just need to go away now. I love you forever. Now leave me the hell alone. I, I've, I've, I can't deal with you. To say I don't want to see your face right now. It, it's taken <laughs> me long enough to learn this skill, but the do not engage. You know. Mm-hmm. Do not engage. Like they're. Lucicke is a great bit about this. <laughs> he argued with a two-year-old. It's called Pig Newtons. <laughs> no, it's Fig Newtons. I'm not even doing this from memory. I'm reading it off the box. No, mm-mm, Pig Newtons. That and 
That is what arguing with a two-year-old is like. Yep. <laughs> okay, sweetie. That's how you respond to that. All right, honey. Okay. Yep. So we've gone through everybody you. else. Carly, do you have anything you did this week that was exciting or fun that you want to share with everybody in, in the, the broadcast world? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, then we can move straight into news because we've got about... Oh, we got enough time for like two or three news stories. And first off, I want to commend our shitty governor um, for saying that he wants to allow Syrian refugees into the state. Yeah, even even though all the other GOP senators and governors and all these other assholes of the world are forgetting what it is to be a tweet tweet Christian, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, fortunately, we have a president that decided to call all these governors, and remind them that they couldn't actually do that. <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculous. Just me. a reminder, guys. You can't actually say no to this. <laughs> I don't want them in my state. I don't want them in here at all. They're terrorists. Like uh, There was a guy on Atheist of Utah who said that, basically. He's like, logically following, some of them are going to be terrorists. And logically following, that means there's going to be more terrorism in America. And my sister's like, mm, mm, there's going to be more yeah. terrorism until we get the fuck out of the Middle East. Fallacy <laughs> in your logic. There is. Uh, what are the what are the actual risks here, buddy? Like when we're talking risk assessment, is it really likely? No, no. Yeah. And yeah. and it was it was about living in his home, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, mm-mm, because they might be a terrorist. I'm like, what are the chances? Oh, you know? you'll be sorry when they're next door raping your mother. And it's like <laughs> saying this just inane bullshit where it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. And let's not forget, these people are escaping atrocities. They're escaping the fact that they are essentially dead if they don't get here. And it's going to take them a really fucking long time to get in in the middle of a civil war that has four opposing sides. Mm -hmm. Two of them mega powers. (laughs) And they're like, like, seriously, do you really think that the terrorists are going to be coming here? Or are they going to keep fighting that war when they're fighting for territory? Yeah. Uh, Maybe fighting for territory. Maybe. And then, and then France had to go and shut everybody, everybody up by just saying, I love that. uh, Yeah, no, we're, we're, taking 30,000 we're taking 30,000 refugees right now we're still doing that yeah hi we're france Mm -hmm. you know america you have something to learn from the french over here you know the the country that you modeled yourself off of you know (laughs) first of all first and foremost americans can we please learn a french flavor palette like stop with your cheese that just tastes like milk and salt i'm done (laughs) but i love my milk and salt Like, seriously, you give them something that doesn't have, like, it has a smell. It doesn't have to be a stinky cheese. Like, it, it just, a smell. And they're like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's got blue in it. It's yes, mold. It's, it's supposed to. That's part of how it develops. Well, and here's, yes. me, here's me feeling bad because I don't like the blue cheeses. Wrong. You just haven't tried the good ones. Probably, but I just, I don't like... That sounds kind of rapey there, Felicia. (laughs) Uh -uh. (laughs) I just said he was wrong. You just haven't met the real type of man yet. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. You just haven't met a good blue cheese. He hasn't met a good blue cheese. Come on, even our nine-year-old likes blue cheese. I know. But, Kyle, at least you've tried it, because people are like, I don't know, it's got mold on it. I don't know about that mold stuff. I'm like... This cheese 
this 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 exact same way they make this cheese has survived from before the Romans invading France. Back when the Gauls. And you yeah. won't it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's the Gauls. Is, yeah, the, the sad part. Of, I don't even. I don't know if it's sad or not, but I. It's not the mold part that gets me. I'm perfectly well aware of how much mold I eat on a daily basis. <laughs> okay, well, or, that's not your you problem. Know, yeah. what, what's in this can you know, is essentially yeah. the leftover, the yeast poops that you have. It's more like exhalations and you know it. I know. I'm just <laughs> trying to gross them out a little bit. <laughs> but because it is. Well, with, with shit like paps, yeah, you're not going to have, it's all filtered <laughs> as fucking, so you're not going to have any of that yeast. But that beer that I gave you, that one had plenty of active yeast still in it. So, but anyway, yeah. Americans, yeah, learn <laughs> French flavor palettes, please. Like, advance this just a li- just a little bit. Not <laughs> even do French. Just open your mind to food. Any, any, at anything, this point. any culture, anywhere. Just open your mind to the seriously. I have sheer people. variety of spectacular foods that are out there. I have people who won't try anything that they have not previously tried. Oh, like, I don't know. I don't know if I'll like it. And I'm like, well, that's, that's why you try it. Yeah. And they're that's, like, that's my, mm. that's my seven year old's logic. I might not like it. Well, yes, honey, you're right. You might not. <laughs> or, or I think it is the best damn thing you have ever tasted. <laughs> and you won't know until you stick it in your face. Two. Until you put two, your mouth around after it. After they have a terrorist attack. They still go, oh, no, we're taking refugees and we're not mm-hmm. going to wage war on everything that moves in that area. <coughs> so there's two. And that one's arguably more important. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it just makes me laugh that we're acting the way the terrorists want us to act. They are pushing their right buttons to get the fear driven Americans to to mm-hmm. do exactly what they want them to do. They want us to come over there. They won at 9-11. They got the Patriot Act passed. They did take away our freedoms. What the fuck? 9-11 was an inside job. I can't can't even say that with a straight face. (laughs) Because I used to be a truther and I'm fucking dumb for doing that. I learned how to think. (laughs) You're you're so sweet, though. We forgive you. (laughs) So, moving on. uh, I'm glad that some people have their fucking head on their shoulders, right? And especially the fact that the Statue of Liberty, you know, the bring us your tire, tired, your poor, your your huddled masses. Huddled masses. They just yearning to be free. Yearning to be free. They don't understand what it is to allow these people in. It's not saying, "Well, you come here, but we're gonna be fucking watching you." No, it's like, no, come here and enjoy America. Become American like us. Add your own little piece of what it is to be an American, you know? Yep. That's the thing about America. That's why we're the melting pot, you fucking white supremacist assholes. We come together and we make something better and more creative. And this is why immigration is actually a good thing. Because the more diverse cultures that you get, the more creative ideas. And we can select from the best ones. You know, having living in Utah blending these ideas into something new and unique and distinctive. Exactly. Like right now, the more diversity you have, the more creativity. If we only get upper middle class white guys doing everything, nothing is ever going to fucking change or be better. Just not because they're incapable of creative thought, just because they're just way too similar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'm in it for the diversity of genetic material. Uh, I'm not a, not only for that, but for the food. I mean, 
food. Uh, Ethiopian food. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> welcome. Bring your food. Yeah, <laughs> please, yeah, please, please share please your food with us. Your food. I want to try it all, especially Tell if me. you have cheese. Which I believe in the Middle East is big goat cheese and sheep Goats. cheese eaters. Mm, I, I love cheese. some lamb. I, I developed a taste for lamb on the cruise. That shit's good. I think it's hilarious that it is so damn hard to find lamb here in Utah because we have ideal lamb country. Oh, we oh, produce oh, oh, oh. we produce um, so much from the country's lamb here. Funny, funny story about that. That my wife visited the new giant fucking Costco that we have in, in Salt Lake City, the world's largest, uh-huh. I guess. Yep. Uh, and they do sell lamb, like lamb carcasses there. Your your friendly neighborhood grocer also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm yeah. getting a pheasant from them for Thanksgiving instead of a turkey. Yeah, nice. I'm more I'm, cons- I'm more worried about the cost of it. Why the hell is it so damn expensive? Mm. I'm just a uh, I'm I'm am fucking the trend up this this year, and uh, for Thanksgiving, I'm doing a ham. Fuck y'all. Mm. <laughs> Turkey's not that amazing. A good ham, I, though. I did momentarily consider rabbit. Oh, rabbit's fucking delicious. Ooh, I love rabbit and duck. Love duck. Um, I love duck. I'm getting uh, venison sirloins from Dad here sometime really, really soon. I'm totally stoked. And this this might be me showing my my redneck roots here, but uh, squirrel's pretty fucking good too. Really? Yep, it's Mm. delicious. I'd be willing to try it. Yeah, sure. I, okay. I would try squirrel. I'd never considered that. Considering all, all there's the not much there. Yeah, there's really not that much there. <laughs> it, no, but rabbit. I had rabbit in Vermont. Like just a whole fucking leg of it, right? Yeah, it was awesome. The uh, the, the like this. This is fantastic. You guys on, on squirrel. It's mostly. I mean, you can't really compare it because it's not really. It's not poultry, but it, there's like it's all dark meat. So it's like all yeah. really flavorful meat because that was the. Rabbit. That was what rabbit was because like. Because all because all the meat is like necessary for that thing to live and move and everything. So it gets supplied with all the great nutrients and everything. Mm-hmm. So and that's really yeah. fucking creepy now that I'm thinking about it. But it, it was good. Pheasant? <laughs> pheasant? Pheasant's like way fattier than turkey, so Yeah, I'd rather have something with flavor than just mm-hmm. a giant hunk of white meat. You know? Uh also that's what, turkey. That's what gravy's for. I don't like turkey. Yeah, but then <laughs> I didn't like turkey Why until can't we finding. Do- I, I like the yeah, flavor injected deep fried nice. ones, but brined, a brine turkey is nice. I'm not a huge fan of turkey. Do you want to know why the brining works so well? Because it's salt. salt. Osmosis. <laughs> ah. Yes. Mm. Because of because science. Science. <laughs> science. Science. Uh, let's bring let's bring the show back down to uh, horrible levels here. <laughs> So Sorry, we're talking about we science and turkey and everything. We start talking about food. We start talking about food, and then let's let's bring it back to depression. Uh, eighty-two, I mean, thirty-two dead, eighty injured in Nigeria market blast. Guess who was to blame for this one again? Nigerians. Yes, but specifically, what kind of <laughs> set of Nigerians? You know, we have Islamic terrorists once again striking out. Is it? Is it? Is it Islamic terrorists? Wow, what a shocker! What that. a shocker! You know, and I'm not just going to say like Hillary Clinton did in her fucking debate. And thanks for the godless revolution for doing that one because the jihadists uh, saying jihadists, jihadists. And it's like I'm I'm walking this fine line between what the left wants to say and what the right wants to say. And that's really where you want to find yourself a lot of the time mm. because you have too soft on this side, too hard on this side. And, and like the the Republicans think that if you say. Muslim extremists, it's going to make like all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh, God, you called me by my true name. Rumpelstiltskin has to run away. Ah." (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's not how it works Uh, from 
there's a certain logic to not actually calling them Muslim extremists. I get that, but there there is because there are a lot the the vast majority of Muslims, in fact, uh-huh. aren't extremists or aren't extremists or yeah, just thing. yeah. Well, and then it's if they start actually calling them Muslim extremists, uh, the vast majority, I can't even really say the vast majority, but enough Americans will just hear Muslims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that creates a whole new set of problems. But at the same time, they, I mean, I'm not saying they have to own it, but at the, at, you, they do need to at least acknowledge that they, when they do the whole, well, these weren't, these weren't Muslims. No, they were in the same they, they respect were. that the uh, right. Westboro Baptist the Church people. are Christians, you know? Yeah. yeah, that's just it. These are the same people who... Hillary Clinton mentioned God in the debates more than any Republican. Uh-huh. Like, she said there, God this and God-given rights and blah, 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 blah. Like, these are the same people who are like... Like, they would never, ever call it a Christian terrorist. they just call it a crazy person. Even if they were motiva- motivated by Christianity. So that's that's... I suspect their motivation for not calling them Muslims is because if they don't call them out for being Muslim, they can just Mm -hmm. attack the person and not attack the religion because they don't want them to come back and bite their Christian asses. Man, you know, even though it should be shared, all of them, this this should Mm -hmm. just be across the fucking board. You know, this kind of terrorist, that kind of terrorist, this kind of terrorist, that kind of terrorist, you know. Fuck them all. (laughs) Fuck all the religions. They're all fucked up. So let's and see. I, especially fucked up right now. Let's see. Besides the all these Syrian stuff, I didn't have a ton of things on the the Facebook wall for this week. Please go check us out there. We're we're growing and growing every day. It's getting to be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, but we did have a article that came from uh, GaySaltLake.com, which was uh, Q Salt Lake Magazine, mm-hmm. which is really good because there's all of the issues that are going on here in Utah and worldwide with the LDS Church coming out with its. Uh, stance on uh the children of gay couples this this article at least um responds back to the people like us in the atheist crowd where we're saying what the fuck is wrong with you people why do you want to be part of this crowd why come on why aren't you jumping ship and but we hear all this cognitive dissonance oh i still want my kids Mm -hmm. to be brought up in it because it's a wonderful place and blah 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 and the the article is by uh marcy taylor rizzi ritzy probably uh, who says, I see you, I hear you, and your argument is valid. And so it's nice for for like publications. It's not a huge publication, but big for Salt Lake because yeah, we got a great gay community in Salt Lake. Yeah, we do. A huge one. One of the best in America, according to, I think, um, what the hell was it? Out Magazine, I think is what it was. But Yeah, yeah, we, we have one of the... We have one of the highest. It was one number one last year for like 2014. Yeah, well, yeah, and, we, yeah, and, and the oh. number of uh, like out couples. Yeah. And I don't know, yeah. right? Love it. Fucking love it. Yeah, I love Salt Lake. Because it's okay, diversity. It's Salt Lake's great because it's a fucking melting pot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. And we are getting more and more diverse all the time. And I'm just like, oh, thank you. Fucking finally. I I remember looking around in one of my high school classes and going, everybody here is white. Is that the Springville one? Mm. (laughs) Oh, you were in Springville? Yeah. (laughs) I, my mom grew up in Spanish Fork and I have something of a unique perspective. Spanish Fark. Yep. Spanish Spanish Fark. Fark. I have something of a unique perspective of 
the children of gay couples in Utah because I was raised by a gay couple in Utah. Yay! Well, there you go then. <laughs> I and was get, uh, Charles Lynn Frost to come on the show. I bet you he could. I bet you. Oh, he I'll ask him. Let's... I mean, I was growing up in with a gay couple as as my. I grew up with my moms, and I had my dad, and I saw him on weekends. But as far as you know, being the child of a gay couple, I was. It was really brutal, and I was in South Salt Lake. I wasn't uh-huh. in a suburb. I wasn't in a small town. And it was, but it was also in the late eighties and early nineties. Mm. Right. And it was, it was really, really vicious. Ah, Springville high school is a terrible place to go to high school. <laughs> Hard. You can just leave it at, without the last part, you know, <laughs> leave it with the, the preposition, you know, <laughs> Springville, high school, a terrible, terrible place. place. <laughs> there you go. Accurate. <laughs> You don't need the object of preposition there. There you go. You're right. (laughs) Springville is a a terrible place. Spanish Fork. mm, No, Spanish. I'm sure it's pretty. (laughs) No, no, Spanish Fork was was fairly comparable to Springville. I spent a goodly chunk of my youth at both because my grandmother lived there. Right. I I imagine you actually met some of my cousins there at Springville High. I'm sure you did. Um, Spanish Fork, though, has a bar. (gasps) <gasps> this Yay! is true, they do. Bar. And and they have a tattoo shop. I that's new. And a coffee shop. But these things have stuck around since I've been going to high school there, so it's like <laughs> ten years now. Uh, and and they have a coffee shop and a sex shop on Main Street that's been there for like eighteen years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where are you gonna so, get a French tickler? I mean, <laughs> like the people there are still super judgy, like they're still awful, but they at least have those things. Mm-hmm. And they've got like this one. What is it called? Uh, it's like a little fast food place. It's like the walk-up window, and they've yeah, got their I know. Own it's like a burger bar kind of place. Yeah, it's, and they've got their own version of corn dogs. They're pretty good. <laughs> I know the place you mean. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, my, my only and probably hopefully the last time I ever have to deal with Spanish Fork at all is the fact that I went there for the Rage Against the Machine concert. Yeah, that they mistakenly booked at that venue, but they That's locked awesome. in because it would have cost so them too much. And they had the anti-gang task force come in from Salt Lake <laughs> because they were worried about everybody. So, like, this oh, was a lockdown Spanish fucking Fork, concert. You're adorable. And they had it at the rodeo oh. grounds. And so <laughs> Zach De La Roca came out and he was like doing the the American flag upside down and hanging it from the that half stack of amps and shit like that. And man, you could just tell people in that town were like. These goddamn people, they better not come onto <laughs> my property. I'm scared. We need to lock the doors. And I think there were like news reports from that time that they actually like shut down businesses and shit. Like people went home early and boarded up their houses and stuff because oh my God. the concert goers are coming. The concert goers are coming. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Spanish Park's adorable. They're going to play hacky sack and, and mosh. Oh There's going to be the marijuanas. <laughs> Yeah, there was and some, uh, alcohol. Mm-hmm. People will be drinking, and those drunken people and those things. That they you do. don't know. You don't know what they're capable of. You don't even. You have no idea. They might say that fuck word once in a while. <gasps> uh, oh my god! That damn town. Gosh. Oh yeah, my god. Damn town. That's where the uh... my heck, darn it. <laughs> Flip. <laughs> Flip. That's where uh... they say bad words, and that corrupts our children. That's where, that's where that, that theme park was going to be, wasn't it? Spanish Fork? No, 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 no. No. The park or, was going to be um, 
Where the hell was that going to be? Evermore? That was going to be in, yeah, Evermore was going Evermore to be in American Fork. It, yeah, was, North, Fork. it was going yeah. to be north of American Fork. That's right, yeah. Over by Thanksgiving Point. Yeah. Kyle and I got in good with the, well, Kyle especially got in good with the uh, the people that were setting up all the stuff there. And uh, Felicia, it's not going to be what you thought it was. <laughs> oh, I didn't well, have no, any no. high expectations for well, it. It's, well, it's not, it's, it's not a theme park anymore. It's technically not even a thing right now. It, it's Really? They yeah. lost their way. Well, n- no. What the, happened? The the people, uh, the neighbors of this uh, of the the theme park, the land that they had, yes, uh, decided they didn't actually want it there. Of course they did. Fuck Utah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I suspect because they were fine with it. They were fine with the business coming in, and then they had that big Halloween party, which was fun. Was fun. Uh, which was. Absolutely Fucking awesome! Blast, yeah. Really, oh, that was and, so and, much and, fun. And after that, they decided, "Ooh, we don't know if we like these guys as neighbors. They serve alcohol there, and they're loud and noisy, like like dark Victorian style. Of course, yeah. there's alcohol. Everyone the, drank alcohol then. The mm-hmm. Cool animatronic shit that they had. The little Mormons drank alcohol at that time. Mm-hmm. The, the holograms. Holograms. The, the were holograms. Cool. They were so yeah. Oh, that was so fun. Like the, the little demon in the box. That was Omicron so cool. Was incredible. <laughs> and then there was the little, it was so cute. They did such a, they put on such a great party. They mm-hmm. had little magicians running around and. Nice. <laughs> so they, it was they, cute as hell. They still, they still have everything, everything going. They're just looking for new premises. Oh, okay. Okay. Like that brings section one to close. We're going to come back here after this little break and we will be back with part number two which is going to be our fun with real audio, but we will catch you here in a second. We'll be right I'm going to grab another drink because I know I'll need it. Hi, this is Trav Mamone of the By Any Means Podcast. The By Any Means Podcast is a weekly show where I interview guests about the intersections of social justice and humanism. Just go to www.byanymeans.com, that's by spelled B-I, to hear the podcast and read the blog. Because, hey... Aren't we all a little bi curious? We are back, and welcome back to the second segment of the Utah Outcast, which is our fun with real audio. Mm-hmm. And this week, we've got a gamut of people we're going to bring to you. Uh, one that I was going to play involving Candace Cameron, we're going to save that for the after show. Um, because that's just a whole <laughs> bucket of yuck that I don't even want to get involved with right now. But first off, let's talk about a fellow, unfortunately named Bill Murray. Unfortunate uh, for who? Well, unfortunate for the real guy. Okay. That his namesake has to be shared by this right-wing zealot. Oh, who, goodness. We'll who, uh, who's blaming the Paris attacks on selfish European women who aren't having children. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's go ahead and get him playing here. France is basically overrun. There are, are anywhere between 2,000 and 6,000 French citizens fighting in Syria right now for jihadists. And they can come back anytime they want to. So this event in Paris was not an isolated event by, by any means. France has a problem. Europe has a problem. And to try to equate this with uh, traditional family values, uh, and, 
and in in with uh, the the whole concept that we deal with here uh, with abortion and and many of the other social issues, here is the core issue. Uh, Europe has been importing hundreds of thousands of Muslims because the women of Europe don't want to have children. Huh? That's why we're bringing so many Muslims into the countries because our women don't want to have children. Not I don't them. understand the, co- the, the correlation there. I'm going to stop sharing because you don't need to see him, and it's also making the audio <laughs> quality sound like ass. So we're going to go ahead and cancel that. But uh, yeah, the the fact that European countries are bringing in Muslim families is because the women don't want to have kids. Uh huh. Which I don't think is accurate. I mean, I haven't looked at the numbers. Sense to me but... at all. Yeah. Mm. No. Mm. Does he expand on that any further? Like how that possibly could be a thing? Well, let's see. They want to play. They want to have fun. They want to go on long vacations. They want to have money. They want to have cars. They want to have nice apartments. They're secularly motivated. The church. Boom. Secularly motivated. There we That's go. I still he said nothing, course. but I don't understand why anybody wouldn't want those things. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know. I mean, he's he's making a giant fucking commercial for not having kids, <laughs> right? Long vacations, cars, money, I'm like <laughs> all those things sound pretty great. Secularly yeah. minded, <laughs> okay, sounding great to me. Spot on. <laughs> so let's see. Is almost dead in Europe. Um, less than five or six percent of the population, um, uh, even though many say they're Christians, less than uh, four or five percent. Many of these countries uh, uh, go to go to church. Uh, they- Thank goodness for that. Let me just right? say that. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not terribly wrong. A lot of them are just like they go to church sometimes. People, and for the most part, they're like, mm, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> oh shit! I just realized we're not recording. I don't know that his his numbers are terribly accurate. Five to six percent sounds really really low to me. But uh, yeah, there's a there's a significant portion that are like. I don't care. <laughs> so apparently yeah. you guys uh, watching on video just missed like two minutes of us talking about this. So uh, uh, eventually uh, what the guy's talking about is that the women in Paris don't want to have kids because they like to have long vacations, lots of money, all this other fun stuff Cars. that, you know, that we think is, oh, that's a great idea. Did Let's did not have kids. Time to him, time to themselves. Yeah. How about that? I know. I'm like, <laughs> So I, only reason I bring that up is because we uh, we lost video there for a second, and I'm not going to go back and watch this shit again, and I'm not going to force anybody else to listen to it again. So uh, let's let him finish up. They don't believe that the propagation of the of the species is is the most important thing. Uh, that they- the species, you know, white people, wait, <laughs> white Christian people. Wait, didn't I, you know we were on the verge of extinction? I I thought I thought the species was. Apex predator, Human. you know, yeah, uh, species is home like Homo sapiens. <laughs> the species, the species I tell fine. you, is doing fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Seriously, if... we are existing in places that we ought not be. You know, <laughs> you know, fucking space. <laughs> William was telling me he said sent me a text message. He's like, it's negative, it's uh, negative forty degrees at my sister's place. I'm like, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and it's his sister lives there. They are living there. Is it negative 40 also negative 40 centigrade? I can't remember. Is that how that works? I don't no, know. not quite. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, but that's goddamn no. cold. That's really fucking cold. He said that after like a certain temperature, it 
feels better though because your capillaries start to freeze. <laughs> and I'm like, and there are humans living there. Oh, don't mind me, my fingers are just going black. That's okay. That's fine. It's fine. I'll just snap off and it won't hurt. Uh, like a nice like, warm no. blanket. <laughs> no. He he I he said that uh in Utah they sell useless sleeping bags. I'm like, they're rated for like zero degrees. He's like, Yeah, useless. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love this guy that's saying about the propagation of the species and everything, which if you were to take the other side of the coin that we were just talking about, he's essentially saying that Muslim people are, are less different. Than yeah, are different. Yeah, species. Less than... uh, that's fucked up. <laughs> and and of course, he's talking he's to implying that they're using them there to, to propagate They're They're bringing them in to be little like birthing factories. <sighs> Well, right, we all know that happens. Their women know their place. Religion. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that's basically what he's saying. Those their women know their place, and they're having babies. Women. <laughs> How dare you have dreams and aspirations? How dare you? They're here for. They think that the most important thing. They're here for the secular reasons to have fun. That's what they believe they're on Earth for. So. <laughs> I, I don't know about you guys, but I get one crack at this thing, and I yeah. kind of like to fucking enjoy myself while I'm here. Yeah, I got I got the one chance. Yeah, you, that's really they this, think he, that that's his complaint that that they think they're here, they think they're alive just to have fun. They're not doing their godly duty. They're not. Baby factories. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm pretty sure. Thinking you're, you're, you're alive like, just to have fun, that's your purpose in life. That's a pretty decent purpose in life. That's a yeah, no um, <laughs> unless Unless you happen to think that killing other people and doing other horrible things to people is fun, which makes you a psychopath or a sociopath. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, more people like you, that's what we need. <laughs> yeah, just buy, more, more just... people who believe that we're here just to enjoy ourselves and have fun, uh, because you know what those people do? They, they just enjoy they, they just enjoy life and they have fun and they don't fuck around with us. Well, and they do things that they're passionate about and they they get enjoyment out of what they bring to the world. They're not like, well, I just got to get through life. Because <laughs> like, I got that mansion waiting on me up in heaven. <laughs> and like, there's nothing wrong with women who have kids and also want to have fun i don't understand why those two things are mutually exclusive why is he is he saying that having children isn't fun is that what he's well, <laughs> i'm kind of getting that if we look at it if we take away the the information that he's giving us the negative is a giant fucking void of don't have kids kids aren't fun <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but no, you, you know what it god tells you you need to do this anyway so <laughs> yeah i mean no yeah having kids is a big giant a big giant dump truck of not fun uh there are there are some some redeeming qualities at least enough that a lot you get, of you get enough of those, to do it yeah you get enough of those micro transactions from the kids after paying yeah. hefty fucking fine to have them so <laughs> okay i have a cat <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much the same thing just for a shorter period of time except for not at all because I throw some food in the bowl <laughs> and he's fine <laughs> actually he gets pissed at me if I don't spend enough time with him though like he just he's pissed and then like he starts picking on everyone else in the house it's mm, 
Yeah. I have to like I have to make sure that he gets like at least four days out of the week. <laughs> how how like children they are. <laughs> okay, let's let this guy finish up. Uh the voice you're gonna be hearing is Garden Kling and Schmidt, you know, our our guy that was telling us that the only way to believe in God to show scientific proof that there's God is to first believe in God. So, right. Yeah. You have to accept God in your heart and then that'll be proof. That'll be proof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not how so, it works. To save money and to have fun. So they're importing these hundreds of thousands of, 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 of Muslims in in order to work because they simply don't have children. What? He never really gets to his point. Wait, if he, these women I, aren't, if these women are working... Because that's essentially what he said. They want money, so that would one that would imply they're working. Yeah. <laughs> Why All would that. they need to bring Muslims in to work? Well, no, they're, they're not bringing in Muslims. They're bringing in Muslims. Muslims, yeah. Muslim is the correct pronunci- pr- pronunciation. Them, them Muslims. <laughs> Wait, is that really the correct pronunciation? Muslim. That's Muslim. Moo. Why does the correct pronunciation of that sound so much stupider? <laughs> you just use another it's stupid Muslim. word. <laughs> I think Muslim sounds pretty dumb to me. Sounds no. like the fabric that I'm going to yeah, use for a Muslim. backdrop one of these days. When I get <laughs> like, it it's not Muslim. They're not a fabric. Sincere. <laughs> it's a horrible, horrible religion. Like them all. Yeah. Um, But it it's still not a fabric. Just Google what's the harm. <laughs> for people that are there wondering... Well, there's not Christianity's not that bad, or you know, like no, Christianity is that bad. They're all that bad. Go to what's the harm? Yeah, go look for that. Uh, Next up, suicide rates of of gay youth in Utah. Oh, just hell, Utah's suicide rates. (laughs) So uh, let's Mm -hmm. talk about Ben Stein, who popped up out of fucking obscurity. (laughs) You know when he's not. He's back when he's not making shitty Christian propaganda movies. He He's the up. boring guy, right? Bueller. Bueller. Yeah, he was when Ben signs money where Jimmy Kimmel was a fucking co-host. And... Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's awesome when he's talking. Sorry, that wasn't Jimmy anything. Kimmel. That was um, uh, Adam Carolla. Yeah. No, no, yeah. The, other, the other guy from Adam Carolla. The man show, whatever the hell his name is. Oh. Who has no, his own was... late show. Yeah, the Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel? Okay, I'm thinking yeah. of the guy that's on tonight's show. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I don't know that. It's weird. Okay, so Ben Stein. Mr. Obama has been wrong from day one about ISIS. Sorry. He said that they weren't really serious. Let's start that over. Yeah. Mr. Obama has been wrong from day one about ISIS. because. First of all, President Obama, asshole. He, he's earned the fucking title. <laughs> I think, at least. Not my president. Not my president. I didn't vote for him. Because of the JV team, he said that they weren't really serious or important. He he has not in any sense addressed their threat. And uh, he's he's a bad joke. As As the leader of the most important nation in the world, he's a bad joke. Obama is a bad joke because he he called ISIS the JV team. Uh This this coming from the guy. Who worked under the Nixon administration? Yeah, he's a speechwriter, wasn't so, he? So yeah, he was a speechwriter. I mean, he doesn't. He was just a speechwriter, but still, he was part of that <laughs> cabinet. Yes, he was in that cabinet. So that's the group of people that he's in. So grain of salt. 
you know, <laughs> bad joke, you know, ended the war in Iraq, um, you know, pushed health care laws that have to be afforded to everybody, you know. Don't ask, don't tell, repeal. Repeal, mm-hmm. don't ask, don't tell. Under his administration, gay marriage became legal. I'm not going to give that to him, but at least he it happened under his watch. I'm going to give him that. But. Well, he, 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 he did push for it, and he had no power to change that. I just because, hope the, the I last month I, of office. I want the last month of office for him to go, yeah, and I'm an atheist too. <laughs> God, that would be awesome. And God doesn't exist. Fuck you. I'm out. Yeah, My unlike God. um unlike the, the, the chubby dude that is like with the lisp what the hell is his name? The 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 gay guy that came he he was gay in office, I can't remember his name. Big Barney gay Frank. Al? Barney Frank. Oh. Barney Frank, yeah. Who came out and said, Oh yeah, I'm an atheist. Like, Motherfucker. You couldn't have said that in office? You couldn't have said that in office and, you know, emboldened a, a, a good bunch of people. Well, no, I don't advise against anybody coming out. He was like, oh, he just set back everybody when he mm-hmm. said something like that. It pissed me the right the fuck off. So anyway, Obama's a bad joke. He is a bad joke. What's worse, uh, you know, uh, Rush Limbaugh kicked off his show today uh, by saying that Obama is a danger to the safety of this nation. Anybody? Okay, you quote well, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. You are immediately disqualified as a legitimate source in every yeah, sorry. law. There goes your credibility. Gone. Every yep. single word of it. Mm-hmm. This guy's name Limbaugh. is Steve Malsberg, and he's on Newsmax TV. So <laughs> he's about as credible as we are for news people. <laughs> I don't no, care. You quoted quote we... Rush Limbaugh. There is no level lower. Well, oh. <clears throat> He he could quote Hannity. <laughs> I think Limbaugh's or, worse. Or even worse. Um, Beck. Beck, yes, fucking Glenn Beck. Uh, hate that guy. He's a very real danger. Well, I mean, I, I'm very interested in psychology. I'm very interested in psychoanalysis. I guess I probably should have been a psychologist but, <laughs> or a psychoanalyst. But I, I think the question is, why is he so angry at America? I mean, why? That is quite the statement there, sir. And it's yes. a giant fucking leap to say, I'm a fan of this, I should have been this, and this is my statement. You know, it's like That was that was like why why what was what was that? Why, why is, is he so angry at America? Right. No, I'm a I'm a big fan of vaginas. I kinda like them, but you know what? That I think I think, you know, I wanted to be a gynecologist. I don't think it's just, he's he's making these really fucking giant leaps and bounds and everything. And he's like, right. I read I read a, I read a couple things on psychology. Therefore, I'm way into it. Know all about it. And why mm-hmm. is he? This mad? person is obviously a schizophrenic, terrible person. It's like, <laughs> I hate America. Or he, God. There's much question that he does not wish America well. He. he he has a real strong hatred of America. Uh, is it- Citation needed, Ben Stein. We're going. Yeah, there's a few leaps there. He so much that he's doing all of those things to ensure that the American people stay healthy and are well cared for and have access to mm-hmm. medications and. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, uh, since Bobby Jindal jumped out, dropped out of the race this week, I should have talked about that. Uh, Thank. Goodness. <laughs> uh, the seat that was held by him as governor was filled up by some other. I think David Vitter was the guy that was holding his seat. Mm-hmm. He uh, he lost the election today. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it, there's now a Democrat that's in the fucking Bible Belt as the governor of, of Louisiana. 
Wow. Yeah, that's the first that's happened in a long time, like almost a decade. Nice. Because it's been consistently red down there, and now it's a little bit blue. Because maybe people are really fucking tired of being shit on by these people. Uh, one could only hope. One could only hope. <laughs> so, Ben Stein. Is it because he's part black? I don't know. Is it- <laughs> what? Sure. Maybe. You just maybe supposed he's part- to get that. Maybe because he yeah. hate America. Maybe because he's part black. Maybe. I don't know. And, and as sure. we did. as hate we, America, you guys. As we no, twisted words with the last guy, you know, Holy what he shit. said, you know. Maybe it's because he's black. Therefore, dot, dot, dot. All black people hate America. That was like, yeah, maybe it's because he's, he's part <laughs> black. Maybe because like, he's part wait. Maybe because he's part white. I don't know. It's possible, I mean? suppose. What does that uh, mean? That's completely relevant, right? <laughs> well, see, he's already built that. He already built that house of cards where he's saying, look, it's a he hates America. And then he put another layer on top of it. His blackness makes him hate America. It's like, OK, well, this was kind of shaky to begin with down here. But you've already put this pile of shit on top of it, and so it's just gonna fall apart. Your argument is not fucking valid to begin it, with. It was that was yeah. No, at I'm, this I'm point, not... you could say Emperor Zerg is Buzz Lightyear's dad. And <laughs> yeah, you, I'm, you know? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ben Stein at some point in time may have been a really smart guy. Uh, he, he is still a really smart guy, but I, I think at some point in time he stopped learning things. And when you stop learning. You become racist? And you turn into well, a crotchety old probably. fucking man. That... <laughs> <laughs> if that's where you stopped learning uh, when you were still racist, because. Yeah, you, you turn into, you you turn into Ken Ham. You turn into. Yeah. You petrify at that, that specific point in time. At that racist point in time. Got it. Got yeah. it. It's black. Mm-hmm. You turn into Ray Comfort at that point. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm just proud that as busy as I am and as crazy as my life gets, I can still at times be like, hey, I was wrong about a thing. Like, and just be <laughs> fine. I'm fine. Like, huh, I was what? wrong. I love being wrong. <laughs> Look at that. Except in my marriage. I hate that. But <laughs> I, well, I threw that joke in just because of Carly. Of I, I only threw that in because you're here. <laughs> Like low hanging, low hanging fruit. Let's let's see if she goes for it. No, thank <laughs> you. There you go. Because his his he felt his father was mistreated by the British in Kenya. I don't know. Uh, we don't know. We just know that in terms of being a forthright, bold leader who takes on our enemies, he's not there. He's missing in action. Uh, Wasn't he Osama the guy? Osama bin Laden is dead. Uh, that's pretty much all we had for this guy's quote, but. Okay, he killed Bin Laden. He uh-huh. he authorized airstrikes and cruise missiles and shit on Libya. Uh-huh. Weren't didn't the right get pissed off at yeah. him because he did that unilaterally without any kind of support from Congress or anything? Congress is like, well, you need our support to do this. He's like, nope, fuck you. I'm in the executive branch and I run the military, so <laughs> this is what well, we're doing. Weren't they also at the same time refusing to do anything? Yeah, they're like, no, so, we're not going to do anything. He yeah. America, you guys. You know, because he Clearly. brought down yeah. Gaddafi. You know, he got bin Laden. He got Gaddafi. Maybe before he leaves office, he'll get Assad. <laughs> we are, we already had uh, Saddam Hussein out of the way. So let's see. How many mm-hmm. other shitty little dictatorships that we we set up to begin with are going to fall underneath Kim this guy? Run. Oh, we didn't set them up. But maybe you we- can take them out. <laughs> 
It'd be nice. It'd be nice to see North Korea not be a thing anymore. It would. Lo- I would love to see a free North Korea. That'd be great. Right? Except there's just too much bullshit set up in that country. Uh, oh yeah, that 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 it's all fucked. And I'm gonna save the best for last, which is gonna be uh, us talking about Tony Perkins, who is the the same guy that was saying he needs to wear a shit suit to his gay son's birth- uh, wedding. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have a gay son. Well, maybe he does. I don't know. I, I don't he even cover himself in shit, and he was crying. And oh god. Yeah. Was was that him? Oh. Yeah, that was the guy that was like, "Don't carve a smiley face onto open sores." You know. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was fucking. It got it got bad shit. Like, whoa. <laughs> it, was, it was really bad. Okay, let's see. Uh, who do we have now? We have Tom Wildman, who is uh who thinks that it's getting to the point where I look at Muslims and I'm skeptical of all of them. Really? Yeah, let's hear this guy. It's getting more and more intense uh, talking to Dr. Robert Jeffress. Uh, this, <clears throat> a lot of people don't know how to react, respond to the fact that these acts of terrorism are done almost exclusively now around the world by Islamic um, jihadist yeah. and and almost exclusively uh, I, okay. I, as of now I don't know I, the ones I, that we hear about yeah but yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't I don't know if I can I, yeah, I couldn't speak to the accuracy of that but, but okay there are, Christian, there are Christians uh, killing gay people also, in, uh, in Africa and shit so let's also talk let's define terrorism <laughs> yeah. Is it only terrorists if Muslim people do it? Yeah. No, it's, it's only yeah, it's only terrorism when you call it terrorism. You know, because uh, I'm pretty sure all the mass shootings that we've had in the United States count as some form of terrorism or another. You know, well, yeah, white men are terrorists. Sorry, go ahead. How do you quantify something like the school shootings we've seen so many times? Yeah, is it just is, body count, or does it have to be some sort of motivation beyond you know I'm crazy and I want to kill people? Yeah, uh, white men are terrifying. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we really are. Be afraid. If you actually look ah. at the body counts, if you actually look at the body counts, white men kill a lot more than uh, these Middle Eastern terrorists. Mm-hmm. And I, I said white men, so I went Middle Eastern because they are Muslim. That yeah, mm-hmm. just look at World War One, World War Two. Yeah. Um, white men are terrifying. States. I mean, you go back all the way into the Roman Catholics British and Empire. <laughs> that those white Christian men have been slaughtering up and down the history of humanity for as long as we've had it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let mm, the conquistadors in, in Southern America and Mexico. Cortez, Columbus, to be, yeah. To be fair, microbes did a huge portion of their work for them before <laughs> they ever brought in any kind of soldier. Work. I know, but they still <laughs> tried to enslave Native Americans. It just yeah. didn't work. That's why they brought in black people. <laughs> all right we look at that and it, like someone wrote the other day you know not all the uh not all muslims are terrorists but all the terrorists are muslims and so how do wow imagine that, that is a bold statement you know, this, this is somebody that's that's looking at their philosophy 101 here you know uh-huh. you know all terrorists hurt people like but not all terrorists are no, I can't even go down this fucking rabbit hole. It's just so stupid. Not all people are terrorists, but all terrorists are people. Yeah, there you go. That's a yeah. good statement. Mm-hmm. That's damn. Look at that. That was deep. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe we should just say that all terrorists are in some form uh, zealots. Yeah, they're, they're zealots or fundamentalists, and usually extreme uh, religious zealots. Again, let's yeah. Mm. But yeah. you could quantify it as other stuff too. So, yeah. Anyway, he got a something right. <laughs> we as Christians uh, look at this. I'll be honest with you, Robert. It's getting to where I look at Muslims, and I'm skeptical of all of them yeah. uh, because I don't know who. <laughs> no, you're suspicious you're of all of them. You're not skeptical. I'm you... skeptical of all of them. Uh, your risk that is assessment, eutonics. sir, <laughs> is fucked up. You are not actually doing a logical risk assessment. Are they? If I look at the risks available to me in the world, and I look at how likely it is to actually happen to me personally, should I be scared? The answer is no. Mm-mm. I am more no. likely to be stepped on by a cow at one point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just can't get over his accent. All ob dum. All uh, um. Dogs. All of them. Dogs. Dogs kill a lot of people a year. I don't know if you guys knew that. And I love dogs. I love uh, dogs too. My kid got bit by one today and I was like, okay, well, maybe you were doing something that caused that to happen. Because <laughs> that <laughs> is a calm fucking you. dog. You know? Dogs warn you when they're going to bite you, man. Like, they, they don't just snap. Like, dogs let you know. Yeah, they don't just show up in a movie. Well, no, sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. I was I was attacked by a vicious cocker spaniel that did not. Well, you had it coming. It was a cocker spaniel. Cocker spaniel. I, yes, insane, it was. It so. was my fault. It was my fault for petting the friendly neighborhood cocker spaniel who decided. <laughs> well, to well like, don't you trust that white guy. Friendly cocker spaniel. <laughs> so I think we know where the fault lies. I grew up with a cocker spaniel, by the way. He was an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> Lady in the Tramp. Lady was a cocker spaniel. Did I say more? They're cute. You have the same thing. You have the same problem with dachshunds. An unsocial oh, dachshunds. dachshunds. Are fucking vicious. They're well, they, they, shit. they can be, yeah. Right. We have, well, they have they have Mojo that would, now, here's, fucking... okay, here's where we're coming into a misconception. Um, people think that they snap out of nowhere and there's no warning signs, but if you study dog body language a little bit, you'll learn that they absolutely did give warning signs. It's just Subtle. You don't you did know, not know how to correctly interpret them. <laughs> exactly. I, and sometimes they can be fairly quick. You know, it can just be a few seconds before they bite. And a lot of people think that they're nice signs. Kind of like they kind of put their head down and they kind of look away. Maybe they lick their lips a little bit. <laughs> and they and everyone's like, oh, they're being sweet. And then they just attacked me. No, those are actually submissive, like, don't fucking touch me things that they're doing. Well, when they're like, licking their lips, they're right. like... Chill I was, out. Don't I, touch me. I just got worried whenever the dachshund that we had would get the red rocket, and I'm like, uh-oh. He's coming for me. He's coming for me. No! The dog just licks his... Like, just goes to town. And if guys could reach, we probably would, <laughs> too. So. Probably it's would. the submissive grin, or when they mm-hmm. wag their tails when they're afraid. Those are all, like, are really... Right. And, and they're subtle. They're I subtle. Like so you kind of have to learn how to. Well, and not all like the lip licking where they've like licked their own lips. Not all the time is that a sign that they're going to bite. But it is a sign that they're feeling anxious. So, but white guys <laughs> will kill without any kind of clue. <laughs> oh, yeah. White guys just lose their fucking minds. So let's finish up this guy. It's getting more and more intense. Look at we this. Heard that part. I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, Robert. 
it's getting to where I look at Muslims and I'm skeptical of all of them mm-hmm. uh, because I don't know who the good ones and the bad ones are. And I, you know, and that's a shame to say, and maybe that's Islamophobic. I don't know what it is, but it's a reality, and it's a reality that a lot of Americans and now Europeans are beginning to go. How do I? How do I deal with this? You don't want to be broad in general. In, uh, in, well, then don't be. That's how you do it. Yeah. Islamophobic. Yeah. Should we, oh Dude, yeah. Should we congratulate him for actually? Tennis. Should we congratulate him for actually nailing the definition of of Islamophobic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. pretty much fucking textbook. Right I don't, there. I don't know if that's Islamophobic or not. Well, yes. yeah, yeah, no, yes, it is. that actually is. When, <laughs> Indeed, when you are afraid of all Muslims, that is pretty much the definition of Islamophobic. But you, okay, here's 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 what he's really saying. I'm afraid of Middle Eastern looking people mm-hmm. because there are white Muslims. Oh yeah. Yes. And there are black Muslims. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I guarantee you, he's not looking at them twice. Nope. I'm afraid of them. Well, no, maybe the black ones. <laughs> no, probably the black ones. But I guarantee you, it's just the, 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 that, see, that, that, that shade of brown. It's that shade of brown that he's skeptical of. With this guy's <laughs> way of speaking, I'm sure he's the kind of person to re- re- like refer to black people as boy. Come here, uh, boy. I'm uncomfortable now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like calling a black man boy is like when grown adults call me little girl. (laughs) Which is happened. You. Well, I mean, in in defense. Literally, I am little and I am. (laughs) But I'm not a little girl. Like, Uh, Well, technically, that definition does fit you, Felicia. I mean, it's. (laughs) It is fairly to think that that is the right. <laughs> All right fuck you guys. <laughs> in looking at people in a certain way, but you can't, almost can't help it today. Well, and again, we all individually want to love Muslims right? and do everything we can to lead them to faith in Jesus right. Christ. Oh, oh, there it is. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> we want to do everything we can to, you know, not be good people to them, not treat them like human beings, but trick them and to have them worship our God. <laughs> they already do. Their God yeah. is wrong. They worship not your the God. One. They believe that Jesus was a prophet, just like their Muhammad is, you know. Same, same beginning book. The, same. <laughs> the children of Abraham. <laughs> Damn it, Abraham. There are, do you know that there are uh, Muhammad mythicists? Because there's as much evidence for Muhammad as there is for Jesus actually existing. Yeah, yeah. learned that this week. I, I love the I love the, how we dropped the uh, them finding a Quran like out of its time period on. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Really? Kept listening. I'm like, that reminds me. Radio. Did we ever, did we ever actually send him that article? Uh, I did. Okay. Yes. Good. I, I when when it comes to that guy, I made sure I was on point. And <laughs> Hi, Carrie Jackson. We love you. Thanks for being on our show. There are no other podcasts beside ours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's let him finish. Christ. But at the same time, and I said Sunday, we've got to lay aside political correctness and say what is the truth, and that is 
these eight suicide bombers in Paris were not acting in opposition to the Islam faith. They were acting in concert with what Islam teaches. Not argue, not going to argue with you there. No, no. no Have not, you read yeah. your fucking Bible, sir? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that says in your Bible that you are to kill the infidel. You know. Oh, you uh-huh. should. I should. You should be stoning me. Like mm-hmm. now. And for, me. Like, a lot of reasons. For lots of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond the fact that you're a woman. And you're telling yeah, you're I, telling us men what to do. You don't. Yeah, I'm not men. silent. <laughs> I. I'm in a leadership position. The hell you say. In yeah. Utah? <laughs> that is that is it, impossible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not like in, sorry, it's still weird. We're, President we're, of Atheists of Utah we're, or anything. We're getting back to this uh this line towing here where I'm like, I'm uncomfortable wading into the right wing territory, but I can't take the left side either. So yes, I do agree that their religious book says that this is a, this is okay. So does yours, right? So, so does the 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 Torah. So does I. Uh, I would wager somewhere in Scientology there is a book. I haven't read them all. I've read quite a few. Scientology is cool with fucking with people's heads and torturing them and locking them in rooms and kidnapping yeah. them. They, you know they had a uh, the case that came out against them. I think this week or last week where uh, they were stalking this one lady because she was a suppressive person. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a term for you know people that aren't in Scientology, uh, and the uh, they they said that it is their constitutional right and their First Amendment right to be able to stalk and harass this person. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's not a First Amendment. Actually, and so, I mean, it, it came out with the judge going, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> yeah. But maybe it was because it was more of a uh, Scientology thing and not really. A, I mean, because. It's my Christian right to be able to go over to Brandine's house and make sure that that bitch ain't. <laughs> Never mind. Oh. Hey, terrible. Brandine. Hey, Brandine. <laughs> I love the way my high school history teacher expa- explained our civil liberties because he really made it very, very clear and very succinct in just the simple phrasing your civil liberties only extend as far as the next human being. At the point, at that point, they end and screw you. Your civil liberties extend as far as the other person's nose. Mm-hmm. Yep. Once you enter that other person's nose, <laughs> you've violated it. And if you uh, if you are stalking them, if you are violating their privacy, that is a metaphorical nose. So I'm going to end out in this guy. I'm going to go over to Tony Perkins because we only have a couple more minutes with this segment before we have to take another break. And then we're going to move on to our main topic. And that's just me teasing it because we're going to talk about something coming up next month. And it's going to be fun. Um, here we go. Tony Perkins. Hi, Tony. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, yes, obviously. I'm from Indiana and our governor has said that uh, wait, he wait, does not want to take Ow. Ow. Did he swear? Because I know he didn't, but I like to pretend that he said something really terrible and they bleeped him. No, he just mashed his face into the phone. Just a cat. <laughs> your hand is too fat to dial this phone. Please hang up and mash your fist into the, t- the keypad again to get your special dialing wand. <laughs> Me can't dial phone. refugees. <laughs> And and that's like a that's a no brainer. That's at the very least. Uh, 
I think we need to start thinking about uh, why are these folks here? Islamic people, I think in general, do not come here to enjoy the values of America. I think I think that's the main fucking reason they come here, because it's not Saudi Arabia. It's not yeah. <laughs> Pakistan. It's, it's not fucking Somalia. I know a Somalian refugee, and she's a lovely person. And um, she was raised Muslim, and uh, she's awesome. She's not sure God exists. So, you Hooray. know, dig that. Um, but, yeah, she she loves America because she's like, I can go to school. I don't have to I wear hijab if I don't everything. want to. <laughs> like, she's, like, stoked. Newton is one of her heroes. She never had the chance to even learn about evolution, and now she's like, oh, yeah, it's definitely a thing. That goddamn yeah, definitely real. is Christianity. I still got a, I got a bone to pick with that man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they come here because they hate it. Yeah, they they don't. They're not coming to America to for American ideals. They're coming here because there's uh, something a little more, uh, I'll say, ominous uh, about why a lot of Muslims are coming to America for the same reason that they're coming to Europe. Uh, they do not want to simulate. They do not want to become a part of America. And he said, "Assimilate." <laughs> it was simulate. I, I have to simulate as the as a, oh. a lover of the English language when someone slaughters it like that I have to call attention to it because they <laughs> do not want to assimilate though but but resistance is futile we're not the Borg <laughs> resistance is futile you will be assimilated a marker like no, you will be assimilated assimilated this is the same these are the same kind of assholes that think we need to have English as the national language we're not going to cater to anybody you you will be okay, assimilated if English is be the national language you need to learn it please yeah. your distinctiveness will be eliminated <laughs> so you your add nothing to the collective will be added to our own <laughs> Yes, the board queen just it does the whole inject into the neck thing and puts the little things in there, and they just go, mm, nah, <laughs> chuck it out the fucking airlock. Wait, Amer- they didn't come to America to to be like made white and delightsome. <laughs> See that in the in the Star Trek movies I want to make the the Borg tries to conquer like New Kentucky and it actually destroys the Borg. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. Nope. Yep. The Borg. Nope. The fuck out. You got a party mouth. <laughs> Borg end up becoming fucking Deliverance style people. <laughs> Come on, squeal for me. <laughs> <laughs> they, they add the distinctiveness of Kentucky to their own, and they fucking crash. <laughs> I realized destroys them from the inside. Kentucky might be a pretty happening place. I went there once on a trip, but I do have friends that live there, and it is really fun to make fun of him because uh, he talks about Ken Ham quite often. And so... He's like, fuck this guy! Was, board, it's funny, when I was watching... running the, around going, hey, Brandine! Well, he's... Uh, <laughs> the guy, my friend that's there, he's, like, huge into uh, media and everything there. And so when I was watching the Bill Nye uh, versus Ken Ham debate that they had on TV at the Creationist Museum... Yeah, I spotted my friend like front row press section, like three seats over. I'm like, oh my god, that's Ron! <laughs> what the fuck, dude. Sorry, really quick, going back to the hillbilly Borg. <laughs> <laughs> all their repairs that they do, because you know they repair the bodies, right? <laughs> it's all bottle caps and duct tape. 
That is so, so, that's so a show I would watch, though. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> really bored. The Borg making fucking moonshine. <laughs> hey, one of, those, one of those cubes would totally make a fantastic still. It wouldn't be a cube, like, perfect cube shape, though. It'd be slanted on one corner. <laughs> All right, well, we did the best we could. <laughs> I'm going to go out there to that there cement pile. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what was he saying about, what is it? Assimilated? Assimilated. They don't want to assimilate. They don't want to assimilate. America's values. And I think we need to really start being serious about what are we going to do with all the Muslims that are here now? Never mind bringing more in. And... Let's just fucking let's kill them all. Yeah, let that. <laughs> what are we gonna do with the Muslims? That what are, are we gonna do with the ones that are here already? Oh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Let's, yeah, thank you, Carly. That's exactly you, what he's talking about. How about you go over to him and be like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing? You, you guys new to the neighborhood? Wonderful. Glad you're here. Are you hey. sure? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm trying to go humanist route here, and I'm not even a humanist. Where it's like. You guys want to come over and have some barbecue? You know, I'll I'll try to make it halal as much as I can. You know, <laughs> you know, try to at least establish community with these people. You know, you know what? No, just don't serve ham. Don't serve bacon. Seriously, like I've it's hung out hard. with plenty of Muslims. <laughs> like they're like, we'll eat whatever you make, and it's like, but you don't eat ham, right? And they're like, yeah. So we're like chicken. And they're like, yeah, we like chicken. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's it. I'm We've like, already started by having king, and I'll make the biscuits, and it'll be delicious. And they're like, "Okay, I'll make some bombish shawarma, have some hummus." <laughs> yeah. They'd probably be like, "This isn't hummus. This isn't hummus. <laughs> <laughs> this is an abomination." Ah, la, 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 la. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, seriously, I've hung out with plenty of Muslim people who are like, "Nah, we don't care." Like they, they're got a beer. Well, <laughs> they're like, they're like, please don't. We want to try new food. It was kind of one of the things we were excited about. Like, <laughs> yeah, except... something shiny and new and different. Yeah, or... they're like, we, they're like, yeah, we don't eat pig, but I feel like you have a lot of options, America. And we're, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah for like, the Kentucky board that collective that we have here, you know, you know, it's all Doritos and Taco Bell anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't count as meat. So. No. no, definitely not. Especially given the uh, the numbers that I heard. Sorry, especially. God, that one drives me. Did you say oh, especially? Especially. Yeah. Oh God, X. Can you start using that for you? I'm gonna exceptionally. Like, it's, it's, it's X approved. Especially. Especially. <laughs> I can't do it because every time I do, I think a puppy gets like run over by a bulldozer or some shit. It's just something terrible, horrible death that a fairy that's, like. That's every time you slaughter your birth language. A puppy dies. It's like when somebody says espresso. Oh god, Ugh. that one makes me nuts. Mm-hmm. But the but one, the one that's not even an X. Thanks, Dodge, for making the Dodge Neon espresso. <laughs> the one that kills me the most. I mean, the one that just makes me want to stick a pencil in my ear happens here and my own kids have started doing it, and I just am really hag <laughs> about correcting them on this one. When you dropped the T. Oh, mountain. 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 <laughs> Layton. Kitten. Mountain. Kitten. kitten. I'm like, no. It's kitten. No. My sweetheart, you need to enunciate. I'm sorry. I couldn't understand that word that you just spoke. <laughs> my sister has Why don't you go and try again? It's, it's a remnant of her lisp. 
So she got speech ther- therapy. Shut but, up. <laughs> uh, but in, so now most of the time she's fine. If she gets really angry, it'll come back. But a lot of times she'll just mumble. Like it's just, it's just a word jumble. And so my mom all growing up would be like, mumbler. <laughs> <laughs> like just <laughs> sound salad. <laughs> the hell was, oh, that was Willy Wonka, the chocolate factory where he did that mumbling mumbler. Charlie and Chocolate Factory. I can't seriously. I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> and once again, I reveal my age. Yeah, <laughs> young lady. <laughs> Little girls, the one, young Little lady's girl. fine. Oh, like, sorry. I even like I classed it up. Fuck. Yeah, you I can't even insult like, you properly. Like, <laughs> it's little girl that bugs the fuck out of me. It's so condescending. Thank you. Like, oh, little girl. And I'm like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> what? I can honestly, now I can honestly say that nobody says that to me. I uh, I can't listen. I can't hear anybody say little girl without thinking of Oingo Boingo. It's a conditioned response within me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I go to Carol Burnett. Yeah, that's what I little get. Girls, <laughs> little girls everywhere. Like, little girls. Yeah, Annie's a staple in the household. Mm-hmm. A, a common threat that I give my kids is, okay, that's it. I'm done today. You're going to Miss Hannigan's. <laughs> oh, that's cold. <laughs> She's not real. I'm like, yep, I'll get the phone book out. And they don't little know what girls. <laughs> yeah. Tim Curry was in that movie. He was a god. <laughs> Okay, so, so let's, anyway, let's finish up this douchebaggery. When you look at these numbers in terms of the uh, the the immigration, it, it is alarming. Uh, actually, those... it's less like pe- people have actually slowed down their immigration to America because they're like, and yeah, we have negative uh, growth from Mexico. They're leaving. Yeah, they're like, mm, I don't really want to go there though. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get away from those crazy sons of bitches. uh, France, they seem super cool over there. And you know, like if I have a kid, I actually get time off work, (laughs) right? (laughs) You know, because that that's important. God, important, important. (laughs) I can't help it sometimes. I know the Utah comes out. Me too. Obligation. You know, first and foremost, as I said earlier, the president has an obligation to Wait, protect America. That was a good. That was a good drop the teeth. President. 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 It's an implied it's the president. T. It's the president. It's, it's, it's fun learning implied letters. <laughs> president. <laughs> president. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the numbers coming into the country are alarming. <laughs> just sound like you had mouth surgery. <laughs> <laughs> who, give, who gives these mealy mouth guys radio shows? Radio shows. Well, there's lots of people out there doing podcasts that are rules <laughs> fucking better than them. That uh, so to speak. Know how to enunciate their words. Enunciate. I can enunciate my speech. Okay. Americans. From all enemies, foreign and domestic, and and we've seen time and time again where the governors are actually doing what the president should be doing, but the president has the orientation of a community organizer. 
Uh, eight years okay. in. It's eight years in, and they're still bringing up these fucking tired talking points. He was a community organizer. He's not fit for the job. I, I don't know. I think after the first year, he's probably got a pretty fucking good stride on what it is to be president because, you know, his part is small compared to all the other fucking people that orbit around him. You know? well, I, I never, I never got, now. yeah, I never got, I never got why calling him a community organizer was a, a negative thing anyway. Yeah, I'm really confused that's, why that's an insult. You know, let's, I don't know. let's, let's, let's shit no. all over his law I degree. You know, let's... I know why, I know why, because a community organizer is traditionally a female thing. Especially a housewife thing. Let, let's just shit all over his like constitutional law degree that he had. You know, <laughs> the, the, the guy that we're saying is like destroying the Constitution. You know, that was his major fucking field of study when he was in college. You dipshits. God. He didn't. He didn't teach it. Wait, where did he teach? He oh, taught. Uh, was it Harvard Columbia or Harvard? Yeah. Oh wow. Hey. Holy shit. You think he know a thing or two. Mm. You know, they don't just fucking let anybody do that, especially those, you know, <laughs> what do you call them? Community organizers, you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, that's what they look for, really. Oh, we see you've got a law degree, but really, who doesn't? <laughs> oh, you were a community organizer. Come on in. And that's all I can take from these fucking idiots. And <laughs> that's a good thing, too, because I think we've gone over a few minutes. Uh, this is a great time for us to stop here for a second and for us to go relieve ourselves, get another beer, whatever we're going to do. But we'll be back in a second with Act 3, which is going to be us talking about jolly old St. Nick. So Ooh. we'll be right back. Hey, friends, this is Callie Wright from the Gatheist Manifesto podcast, your source for news, commentary, discussion and debate at the intersection of the atheist movement and the LGBT rights movement. I'm sure I don't have to explain to you that there are many atheists and many members of the LGBT community who don't have a family gathering to go to on Thanksgiving. We're often uninvited, or at the very least made to feel unwelcome by our families because of who we are, who we love, or our lack of belief. If you don't otherwise have a place to go the evening of Thanksgiving this year, please consider joining us for a special live show the evening of Thanksgiving from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll be joined by special guests, including J.T. Everhard and David Smalley, and we'll be taking your calls, tweets, and emails about your family experiences, and just hanging out and having a good time with our family here. You have a community out here that cares about you. Come hang out with us. Find out more at facebook.com slash thegatheistmanifesto. Okay, and so we're back for Act 3 of the Utah Outcast for this week, and uh, I think for a main topic we were going to bring up since we are so close to the holidays anyway, and we probably won't get a chance because we've got guests out the wazoo until the new year. But we're going to talk about whether it's okay to talk to your kids about Santa Claus. Not Jesus, Santa Claus. Because um, I, I can't speak for Kyle and Carly, but in my in our household, we do the Santa thing. Santa! Because it's a shitload of fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. It's a huge amount of fun. I love being Santa. And there's a lot of families out there, especially in the atheist and agnostic or skeptical families, where they're like, no, you shouldn't do that. That's lying to your children. It's only lying to your children if you insist and are entirely sincere when you tell them that someone is actually that there is actually a person named Santa who is actually magical, who actually visits every house and comes down your chimney or 
somehow enters your house in the middle of the night to deliver you presents if you've been good. Yeah, all mine all so, of my kids are already questioning, well, we don't have a fireplace, so how's he getting into the house? And I'm like, it's magic. Because <laughs> magic. That's always the go-to. Yeah, it's magic. Don't think about it too hard. And I'm wait, waiting for them to do the whole, <laughs> well, how does he get to every house? Because there's a lot of people in the world. Because it's fun as they start to ramp up their cognitive way of thinking of things. I you know. know. That's my number one. That's my number one, one argument in, in favor of doing Santa with kids. Because it really, really kicks in their uh, critical thinking skills. Well, Kyle, in that case, why don't you teach them about Jesus while you're at it? Because that's a good way of inoculating your kids, too. Well, I, I certainly <laughs> think there is an argument to be made uh, about the not doing Santa thing. There is an yeah. argument for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. when, I, when I had my kids, when I was pregnant with my daughter and I found out that she was coming for a long time, I thought that I wasn't going to do Santa, and I argued against it fairly vociferously, but when it actually came down to the time to do it, there are... It's a huge amount of fun, and they really like Santa, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to explain. Well, well it, there there are a lot of reasons. One of them being, when you're dealing with really little kids, trying to make them understand... they If they know where these gifts however substantial or insubstantial they may be, are coming from, uh, if they know they're coming from mom and dad, the first thought that they're, that they're going to have is, why is this only, you know, once a year? Why, if, you're, if you're able to give me presents now, why can't you give me more whenever I want them? Well, yeah, but the same argument can be made for birthday gifts, and there's no Santa yeah. at birthdays. Yeah, like, shut up, true. kid. You get enough presents all fucking year. Right? <laughs> so you, I mean, the the, the my you enjoy this house that? and this uh-huh. meal. <laughs> yeah, my answer to that mm-hmm. one is because you don't get them right now. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, I don't have kids, yeah. so I mean, obviously, I'm coming at this from a completely different perspective. But from the way I was raised, it was because the answer is no. It's just that's what it is right now. Because I said no, that's why. And I know that's not simple. I know that kids. Or dicks. <laughs> Sometimes they're I little know. fucking dictators. Yes, they really. Are. Also, I know. Yeah, there I is know also... that that's. I mean, I'm. I'm making it sound like, <laughs> and then they'll be like, "Okay, that's that but... whole uh, the the whole good behavior thing is is a a a pretty big one too. Because uh, if they just know it's you know as long as I don't catch you being bad, that you're okay. Yeah, about the worst thing you can tell a kid is don't let me see you doing blank ever yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I can still do it. I just he just can't see me do. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and once your kids at that point, you know they've 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 matured uh-huh. enough. <laughs> yeah. Like they could but, probably survive on their own for a day or two. <laughs> yeah. But isn't there something to be said about like kids learning that they can't trust their parents mm-hmm. entirely once they figure it out? Like, oh, I, they lied. I. I don't. Fuck, that's kind of hard to say because I, <laughs> I think I think kids need for the first handful of years to realize to think that their parents are these beings up on this you know marble pedestal where they are the paragon of everything human, and then as they get older, they start to realize they're just people. They're just people, mm-hmm. and, and that that's with. that's one of the first like steps into it is like oh, well, but you know what your kid your kids know that you lie to them all the time. 
Yeah, they do. They may not be cognizant and say, well, that's a lie, mom and dad. Yeah. Most of the time they're going to be like, yeah, I know what that means. Like when they say, can I do X, Y, or Z? Be like in a little bit. Yeah. If you, if you know of any, if you know of any soon to be parents or very, very new parents who ever say something as naive as I'm never going to lie to my child. Just laugh. Openly, openly laugh at them and mock them because it's not Mock possible. them. I don't believe not that for a second. <laughs> Shun them. Oh, that's so cute that you think that. I, I mean, when my daughter came to me and was saying, you know, I, Mom, Santa's not real. And then she gave ticked off her list of logical reasons for why it was not even remotely feasible. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what, sweetie, you're absolutely right. She was, well, then why did you... T- why did you say that? I said, well, you know, if, depending on your perspective, he's real in that your dad and I are Santa and we're here. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I would, I mean, for me, it would just be a myth. It would be a story you tell. Mm-hmm. It would be like, I, you know, I'm not going to keep my kids away from fiction. I think fiction is an incredibly powerful tool. I think it's a wonderful way for us to understand the world around us. I think that it's it's an it's an important uh, way that we convey ideas and meaning and and concepts. I think fiction is remarkably important, and I think mythology and even cultural mythology is important itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I, I can understand the whole myth thing. And there is a certain age where kids don't understand the difference between myth and reality. Um, but what if, I mean, what if it's just always presented as just a myth? Like, you know, the kids are like, wait, is this real? And you, no, it's a story. We're just telling a story. Mm-hmm. And it's fun because it's a story. Yeah, but that kind of sucks half the fun out of it. Because it, there's nothing better than getting up on Christmas morning. And after you've spent all fucking night either putting together item X, Y, or Z, or, you know, getting everything just picture perfect right inside the house underneath the tree and everything. Because, yes, I am one of those atheist families that celebrates Christmas because, you know what? <laughs> it ain't your fucking holiday. Yeah, it's not your well, holiday. It's, Don't it's get a it. big giant well, shit ton holiday, of fun. The holidays are there because they are... Pagan. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, yeah, they're important because of emo- because of the emotional aspects of them. People mm-hmm. need time, time to relax. Family. They need time to let their hair down. They need those reminders of the things that they are working for and struggling for. Yeah, celebrate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I just I. I find it funny when people get offended by that. But there's nothing better than when you get everything put under the tree because the tree's been up for a couple of days or mm-hmm. months in some people's case. <laughs> and then the kids come down and they see all the shit under the tree. It's like magic happened. It is. Yeah. And their faces light up and they know Santa came and it was magic. And they know it reinforces how hard they've worked to follow these behavioral guidelines to be good. as Rewarded. They are. They're rewarded, and it's magic, and they feel good about themselves for having accomplished it. But I think Santa's one of those things where it's a lot easier to inoculate your kid on uh, magical thought and everything, and mm-hmm. and also for the, you know, uh, keeping kids out of religion, because it teaches people, like, okay, once I think this through, be like, okay, well, there's obviously no chance that this ever was real. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's harder to do, and I'm speaking from experience here as a little Baptist kid growing up, you know, thinking Santa was real. 
I still never questioned Jesus's veracity because it's just something that was always present in there, you know. But for atheist yeah, but kids, Jesus I didn't do shit. But for a- <laughs> well, he died for my sins, Felicia. You no, know. but he didn't yeah. actually do shit. Santa did some shit, so you had to analyze that. So that I can understand. Yeah, I mean, I, there case, was some uh, evidence of something. Yeah, there was physical evidence of Santa. You I went gained. to bed, no presents. Woke up, presents. Uh, therefore, Santa. Yeah, I, you know, I you we're know talking what? Southern maybe Baptist kid. <laughs> maybe if I do have kids, I'm gonna do like uh, uh, the Santa version from the books I'm reading right now. Where he's also Odin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. And <laughs> wait, I feel like I did read that somewhere that in Scandinavia, Santa was Odin. Yeah, of course, with six legs called Slipnir. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, like, but Odin was the one who delivered gifts. I'm anyway. okay with that. Anthony Hopkins is a great fucking actor. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's do this. I will take it. Yeah. If you're good, Anthony Hopkins will visit. Come you. and bring you <laughs> nuts and fruits inside your wooden shoes. Oh, Hannibal Lecter will not visit you. <laughs> he's going to come wearing Hunter Orange. But he's going he's gonna to join the wild hunt on Halloween and hunt down some poor soul uh, just because. And a nice Chianti. Yep. Maybe maybe if we're gonna keep you know the, the whole Santa mythology, we need to include include Krampus. Yeah, Krampus <laughs> needs to be included, and I'm I'm thankful for the movie coming out because it looks like a lot of fun. Okay, you know what? I am a fan, and this is maybe terrible. I am a fan of exposing children to fear because I was, and uh, and I, so was so was Jim Henson. Well, I I grew up. Uh, I'm a big fan of just scaring the shit out of my kids every once in a while for no reason at all. <laughs> Like, Keeps them on their toes. Like loving the the dark side of things, you know, mm-hmm. like the the vampires and the monsters, and there there's something appealing in nighttime and all that, right? And mm-hmm. I think that well, and I'm I'm a personal believer in practicing fear and practicing pain and practicing hunger, um, not actually having to experience these things in in real dire straits, but being aware of them. Yeah. Uh, this is mm-hmm. why I think when a teenager gets their heart broken, it's good for them. It helps you develop mm-hmm. coping skills and it helps you, you see the value in these in. Yeah. I mean, that first heartbreak hurts like hell. It hurts, but I'm going to tell you, I mean, I, I seriously was out for days when I first got my heart broken, like just, just done, like just tears crying. It hurt like hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got my divorce a year ago. I mean, we broke up a year ago. And um, when we first broke up, even though I knew it was the best thing, even though I knew it was I, I was going to be happier, even though I knew all of this, it hurt. But I still got my ass up and I went to work and I got things done. Hell, I, I did very, very well at work, actually. And, and I started to take care of myself. Uh, so I feel like experience as a teenager it's not even as real as a divorce it's not even as important <laughs> but i'm gonna tell you that the it hit me a lot harder <laughs> and, th- and that's normal and that's okay and the reason for that is because it's the first time and we're practicing these emotions we're and practicing so, being alive yeah mm-hmm. yeah we're practicing being alive so scaring the shit out of kids is allowing them to practice fear and practicing fear uh, 
I mean, not true fear. These we don't want to actually make them feel afraid for their lives. Spoken like a true non-parent. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I regularly hold my kids at really weird angles, like by their legs and stuff like that, just to give them that little bit of fear of like, oh god, oh god, if he drops me, I'm dead. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, but again, it's with somebody they trust and it's a safe place. You are not running at them with a hatchet. <laughs> Yet. Generally. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> most of the time. Well, you remember the history of me. But, it used to be a juggalo. It's just going to come out one of these days. I'm going to put the face paint on. Juggalo? You are a juggalo? Oh, my God. I'm going to live that down. I'm going to get my jinkos out. I'm never going to let you live that one down. <laughs> I, I embrace it. I don't care. I still got all uh, the fucking albums sound. behind me over here somewhere. You don't let, what, let kids watch movies that are scary to kids. I honestly, I don't think that um, Silence of the Lambs would have been that scary to me as a kid. Like, <laughs> I didn't watch it till I was older, but I like looking back, I'm like, yeah, there's some gory bits, but I watched it as a kid, and about the most horrifying thing I remember watching was Migs throwing his cum on what's her name's face, <laughs> like, right? <"Egh." laughs> you're like, mm. like, what is that? I don't. Where do you get? I don't that? understand I what just happened. <laughs> Yeah, that's before I pulled my putt. I didn't know what was going on. And so But that's but that's what I'm saying, like watching something that scares kids, like in context for where they're at. But I think that those are healthy things. So yeah, Krampus. Yeah, Krampus. <laughs> one of the many Jesus uh not Jesus. One of the many Santa myths. <laughs> well, Kr- yeah. oh, there's Krampus a ton. is supposed to be his brother. Yeah. Those well, are fun ones. I'm 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 really excited to start getting into those. I would like to, it would be fun to teach the kids about Christmas around the world once they mm-hmm. finally understand, you know, all of the bullshit behind it. Mm-hmm. I guess for me. Especially that... when they start developing the whole, you know, what's right and what's wrong for us to have culturally in this country. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, I just want I to bring up Black Theater when they, when they get to that age where it's like, oh, yeah, well, over here in Belgium, they do blackface with like minstrel lips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're like, wait, that's not, that's not right at all. That that shouldn't be. That's not right. And be like, ah, but it's a different country and it's their custom. Is it right or wrong? <laughs> you know? It's it's wrong. <laughs> well, if they actually had a black person doing the role, it would be okay. <laughs> but with the <laughs> fact that it's a, some white dude wearing like a curly afro wig, doing what? Why? <laughs> fucking my cat is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He just latched himself onto my sweater and then, like, bit at his own claw. I don't know what he was doing, but he wants out of the room now. And he's wanted out of the room since I let him in the room. Welcome to kids. <laughs> my yeah, cat's sick. Yeah, but I don't do Santa for my cat. Oh, but funny <laughs> <You> thing. <should. laughs> yeah, maybe you should. He'd be better behaved. <laughs> funny thing. The family bought a dog couch today. Uh, it's it's like a big bed couch thing. Um, my cat owns it now. <laughs> it's mine. He mine. takes up the mine. corner of it, but the dogs won't get on it. That's <laughs> it's his now. <laughs> Fucking cats. I know. They're dicks. <laughs> um. Uh, I don't know, I'm still. Kind of I can understand though why parents. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, I was lied to about religion. I was, I, and, and I, and I don't want to give my kids this misgiving of magic being real. 
Well, yeah. and I, I can't even hold a grudge about my parents making me believe this stuff because they, they still do. Mm-hmm. Well, of course they do, but but it was okay. So your parents, your parents didn't lie because lie requires intention. Yeah, but it wasn't real. Yeah. Well, I'm still going to go back to Santa is a valuable teaching tool. And it teaches more than than just the critical thinking. Is this real? Is this not real? It, it actually teaches the concept of selfless giving. Once the kid figures out that that there there's no actual Santa person, that everything is actually coming from uh, their parents or yeah. or, their, or people they know, but in a way that is not. There's no expected. Uh, you're not getting credit. You're not getting yeah. praised. You're not is, getting presents back. It is it is a, a real embodiment of selfless giving. You guys are yeah, so I'm altruistic. Like I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm such right. an asshole when it, me and my wife are assholes <laughs> when it comes to Christmas stuff. They get like one present from Santa. It's like <laughs> the biggest and best. The rest are from mom and dad. Mom and dad. We wanted to hammer it home to our kids. Yeah, you realize <laughs> that most of the shit comes from the pockets of mom and dad. Oh, most of our kid stuff comes from Santa, and they'll get a small handful of things that come from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we so I could. I, just was, I grew up lucky. It was like half and half, man. Like I got like something really awesome from. I, I, man, I had the best parents. Uh, I got <laughs> something really awesome from Santa, and I got something really awesome from mom and dad, and then the rest was like split between them. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, no, uh, but you, you, I know you're talking about this concept of self, selfless giving, and I, mm-hmm. and my sister, she does give and she does do nice things, but uh, she lacks empathy, man. <laughs> and I, um, so, the uh, same way. <laughs> but so, so let me give you an example. So my sister, hey, we can't help it. We're psycho. We're sociopaths, you know. <laughs> yeah, so my sister hates homeless people with pets. Uh, yeah. because, because she I, thinks I see so, where she's going. I yes. So so really, she just hates homeless pets. Yes, she does. But okay. she hates. But she hates when homeless people have pets. Now I understand where she's coming from. That these pets would have longer, healthier, better lives in somebody's in a house in in a home, right? With appropriate vet, veterinary care, etc. Mm-hmm. I just All true. I just hate that the homeless have found Walmart parking lots to be the best place to fucking panhandle. <laughs> Oh, but, they're not. Those people are not actually homeless. No, they're not. No. But <laughs> a lot of these people, that may be the only person, and I, you know, I'm using person loosely here, but that may be the only person in this world who loves them and loves, and they love back. That loves and them I, unconditionally, just the way they are. Yeah. Right. They don't have to have a house. Where's and, my food? Where's my food? <laughs> and, and I guarantee you, they're sharing the food. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And you know, it, for them, it's it's the only one they have. It's, it's, it's a human comfort. It's a contact and a warmth. Well, and it love. is for those. It's for those animals too, because a lot of those animals were probably homeless. It's not like they yeah. went to the shelter and paid seventy five dollars to make sure that everything. Those were probably homeless pets without anyone as well. Yeah, which is sad and heartbreaking. Right. So or they, mom, or they were the pets of people who then became homeless, and so yeah. did their pets. Yeah. And that's all they have left. Like, mm-hmm. how can you take that away from them? You know, so it, it, it's 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 terrible and sad and awful. 
Uh, but my mom said, what if we went and bought a bunch of cat and dog food or just a bunch of dog food? Cause I don't think they have cats a lot. And she's like, well, we went and bought a bunch of dog food and just gave them dog food. And just, you know, she's like, then the dogs can eat and they can know that at least their pet is taken care of, at least for a meal. Mm-hmm. And my sister freaked out. But she was Felicia, like, my shopping no. cart only has so much space in it. She, well, she was just like, no, no, that's just enabling them. They should give it up to a shelter. That dog will get adopted. Like, she. No, would not. honey. No, sweetie, nope. that, that dog will be put to sleep. Because <laughs> that's uh, what happens to most of them. So uh, instead of living some half-care for life, they're just going to die. How cruel is that to that dog emotionally? Ugh. But she was she flipped out and refused. <laughs> straight up refused. We need to get your sister on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll get along great with her. And, um, <laughs> and uh, we grew up with Santa. Just saying, selfless giving, <laughs> thinking of others, empathy doesn't work for her. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't, it it doesn't work, work on sociopaths. Yeah, so, it, God does, damn it. it doesn't work on everybody. Yeah, uh, me. What are you, you going to do? <laughs> I'll be nice and give gifts and everything, but it'll be like, why am I doing this? Like, oh, oh, my God. I love giving. <laughs> I fucking love it. Like, I, ugh. as I'm writing the check, I could have spent There's, I have a problem things. where I will spend all my money just being generous like i'm just like i buy shit i want i want to give and give and give i love that shit and i don't I care if making any... presents well like, and it's and you know i mean that's something i do like doing i like making shit I love... there, there's something to be said like you really get the enjoyment when somebody's excited and they really appreciate what you give them but to me that's <laughs> that's not even important it doesn't matter what their reaction is because it, it but it's their stuff, emotional yeah, reaction is really that. complex. But, but if it's something that I've made and they go like, "Oh, thanks," and be like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I that one. And hours making that. <laughs> that one hurts because I love making gifts, and every now and then you'll make something for someone. Like last year, I did. <clears throat> I needed hats for both sides of our family. Yeah. I needed twenty hats. It took me six months. And. Well, some of the reactions were, you know, warm and fuzzy and felt good. Others were hurtful. It was, you know, lukewarm. What am I going to do with this? Oh, Oh, gee, thanks. I got a hat now. It's a hat. Oh, that's great. And I mean, I make make beautiful hats. They're heavy and warm. I make them out of wool blends. They're all soft. They're wonderful. (laughs) That sounds lovely, Carly. And the family was just... It's like, make me a hat. I would take a hat. I'm just I, think, well, I was going to say, I was going to see if you wanted. Well, you'll take anything, Carly. I, I actually. <laughs> um, Can I, I have your autograph? Ever. <laughs> I was going to see if you wanted a piece of jewelry for your ball gown. Yes. I could make it to match. Custom mm-hmm. piece designed mm-hmm. to match the color. Yeah, I, t- I take back what I just said. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think most of us are in agreement. I mean, and we can't say everybody because, you know, some people have misgivings about it, but I'm still but, not decided. But don't, don't have you, kids. You know what? Do what you feel is fucking right with your kids. Well, and that's, you know, that's, that's really the final line to. there. Is like, that, I yeah. don't, I know that there are some people who are really serious about this. They're like, Santa is a bad thing. Don't do that to your kids. Um, I don't think it's harmful. Yeah. Um, but I do understand both sides. So for me, do what you feel is correct. 
and go with your instincts on this one because I mean you can't always trust your instincts but a lot of times you can (laughs) (laughs) question your motives you know always Mm -hmm. consider why you do what you do but and they may say that kids don't come with instruction books yet you can go down aisles of bookstores where there's tons of instructions and everything (laughs) but you know what that shit doesn't count because they're talking about one specifically tailored to your model of kid Mm mm-hmm and wow. they're every, right because every fucking kid is different. So every, so much of it is so contradictory, and it, what one tells you to do, the other one's like, "No, don't ever do that." Right? They're so contradictory, and and no, um, <laughs> and I want I want noodles for dinner tonight. Okay, well, which one of you wants cheese on it? I don't want cheese. I don't. I I do. Well, which one of you wants butter? I don't. I don't. I do. It's like I'm having to make like every. And Carly, I don't. Do you do most of the cooking, or is it Kyle around the house? For we kind of we split it. We split it. We, it's pretty even. But do you force the kids to eat whatever? I mean, not force. That's the bad term. But yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. We have a rule in our house. It's you have to taste it. You have to take at least two bites because you have to have one for that first taste and one to give it a second chance. And even if you've tried it before and you think you don't like it, you still have to try it again because tastes mm-hmm. and palates change. And, you know, I, maybe uh, it was that batch you didn't like. Because I get so I tired. I love that rule. I made spaghetti for dinner tonight, and I know that one person has to have just noodles with butter on them, and the next one needs to have <laughs> noodles with cheese and no butter, and the other one needs to have, you know, nothing on it. And it's just like... <sighs> and and what, my daughter is a really good eater. She will... There is very, very little that she doesn't like, and she'll try anything. But our son, man, he is a picky little snoot, and trying to get him to eat anything is like pulling teeth. And what what shocks me is that it's like some of these meals are really provincial. You know, it's like mm-hmm. like it doesn't get much more simple than fucking carrots, potatoes, and meat in some sort of broth, you know, <laughs> or some kind of sauce, you know. Served on well, top of a bed of some sort of my grain kids are or potato. Hate me because I'm going to be like, oh, and tonight we're eating <coughs> cheese. And yeah, it's strong. <laughs> but on and the I, other hand, I have kids go, I want to taste your beer. They're like, no, no, you can't. No, you. I'm proud of you, kid. But no, you can't. Have it. Uh, my oh, dad pulled that on me. Actually, I was, I, he, when he pulled it on me, so first time it was, oh, gross. And then when I was probably about 12 or so, and I'd, I'd been exposed to wine, yeah. uh, you know, I got a little tiny glass at family events and stuff like that. Because Catholic, grew up Catholic. East Coast Catholic was my dad's family, so. I am a huge <laughs> proponent of letting a kid try something, even if it's something that's prohibited. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everything, obviously. Well, so, but, you know, when it comes to stuff like alcohol or, you know, the, you know controlled cheese and stuff like that. Hurt. It's not going to cause harm. about 13 years old, my dad, I, my dad was drinking a Sam Adams. I said, can I taste that, Dad? And he goes, yeah. So he did. And I go, hmm, that's pretty good. I At actually 13? like that. Wow. <laughs> and then I never asked for another one. Because I knew I wasn't old enough. I mean, mm-hmm. I was I was 13. You know, I could rationalize this quite a bit. Yeah. But I was like, I got to taste it. I got to know if I like it or not. And I'll get to drink it when I'll drink it someday. So from an, from an early age where, Dad, can I try that beer? And it was like Natural Light or Old Milwaukee's <laughs> Best or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> And he's um, he's like, sure. And I try a sip of it, and I'm like, oh, why the fuck would anybody drink this? This is terrible <laughs> for a soda. This is 
this, this is bad. Well, Who then, would drink this? And first of all, I didn't get a lot of soda growing up. Uh, soda was a very rare thing in my house, and it never got finished. No, I was a seriously. Kid, so soda was fucking everywhere. I drink no, more soda that or sweet tea. You know. Nope. <laughs> so uh, sweets were not really a huge thing in my house. Um, but uh, so I guess I didn't really. When I my dad had a beer, I didn't like compare it to soda in my oh, brain. Yeah, because that'd be much more of a subdued taste. Right, I was comparing it more to wine. Is what I was comparing it to, yeah. which I already liked. <laughs> so. yeah, and I had wine, and I'm like, ew, who went to do uh, this? But then and my so- dad let me taste his uh, his um, whiskey. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's like a campfire in a bottle. Uh, and that was, and I and I remember going. <sighs> Okay, it's not the worst thing I've ever tasted, but wow. <laughs> and now I really like whiskey. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and move into our final segment of the week where we talk about our highs and lows that we want to share with everybody. Um, I'm going to let somebody else go ahead of me because I don't have a high or low because I kind of shot my load earlier with the date night. So <laughs> anybody that wants to go ahead of me, Kyle, Carly, Felicia, I know you had another fun story that you were holding off. Yeah, so I have, I have two. So, um I don't know if they're high and low, but I'll just give you two quick ones. Um, so we'll start with uh, low. The venue for the gala. The gala is still on. Nothing is wrong. There's this is the Atheist of Utah Gala that's Atheist coming up. Atheist of Utah Gala coming up in February. It is on. Don't worry. But the venue decided that they, we wouldn't get the nonprofit discount because they don't do it for religious organizations <laughs> we're not even classified as a religious organization we are a 501c3 we are a charity and outreach organization no religion none not uh, religiously affiliated kinda, i'm really looking forward to the follow-up on that that's like, what kills me is atheists yes that's you're right we're <laughs> religion we're the opposite of religion correct I wouldn't even say opposite. We're the null position on religion. Yeah, we're yeah. just not even. We're just like, not even. Clear as a hair color or, but, you know, <laughs> bald as a hairstyle. But supervisor was like, nope, they're religious. Uh, no, we're not. No, we're, no, Have we're you not. ever talked to a fucking atheist? <laughs> I, I believe we are specifically non-religious. Yeah, I believe we're as far away from that as you can get. That's sort of the whole point of it. Right. We're not, we're not saying, here's, like, I have religion. And then we're saying... Well, I have anti-religion. You were saying no. We say none of it. Just no. Just, just no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're a charity and outreach organization. We do a lot of charity work. We do a lot of good work. In fact, tomorrow morning I am going with uh, Jenny and Sarah from the board to make breakfast for the homeless youth in Utah. Hashtag so, boobs for Sarah. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag boobs for Sarah. Carla, did you see any of that? No. I posted one this week. Yay. Yay, we loved it. Back when I was muscular. I need I need to do a new one because I haven't done one in a long time. Uh, That's on anyway. Facebook. Um, yeah, every every time I every time I tried to show Carly one of those, the the picture had disappeared. Really? Yeah. No, none yeah. of them got removed. Well, that was oh. when it first started. Oh, that would be my naked picture, is the only one that got removed. <laughs> Me straight up naked, which I'll be happy to show you, Carly, at some point. I'm certain I'm thrilled to see. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's a it's a beautiful photo, actually. It's really lovely. 
Uh, it, it's uh, art photography from one Megan Larson, who is a member of Atheists of Utah and is a beautiful photographer. So it it, it was really lovely. Um, but that's uh, so yeah, we're fighting the venue on that a little bit right now. I might have to make an angry phone call tomorrow. Um, then another story, and I just I, I can't. I, it's not really a high point, but it was interesting. So I went to the strip club for the first time. And um, I was unsure if I was I went with the fella. So I was unsure. Uh, I was unsure if my insecurities would come out or if my gay would come out. <laughs> <laughs> Neither. Um, I felt like I mean, there, there, there were some very beautiful women. There really were. And, and some of them were fun to watch, but it uh, did me. not inspire my gay that much. And security, I was like, I, I can dance sexier than that. For and me. It's, it's not that they weren't sexy; it's just that it, it lacked honesty, and it was all very formal, formulaic. Yeah. Like it was all very much intentional. Yeah, but us men were so easy. <laughs> they do this thing where they would like lift their heels up, like their their legs, and clap the heels together. Oh That's God! Weird. Yeah, why did they do that? Because so basically, to to Oz. so basically, I felt like it lacked <laughs> honesty. It lacked the art of sexy dancing. And you're, you're going expecting way too much there, Felicia. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't go in expecting that. I just realized that was my reaction. That I, that's why I didn't like stir my loins at all. I had one like, trip yeah, to. So, I, was I had one trip to American Bush before, and. <laughs> The, that place. Uh, let me tell you about Utah's weird laws when it comes. Oh to strip yeah, clubs so there's the stuff. other thing so, about that. Uh, American Bush was the only all nude like right. striptease you could get in Utah. But here's the catch: you couldn't have any alcohol while you're there. Right. You know, because having that beer shot of whatever it is is going to turn you into some sex crazed fucking monobrow where you have to run down and be like, me fuck all women, you know? Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> so we went to the one with alcohol, so they had to wear underwear, and sometimes yes. they would wear two underwear, and then they'd pull the one down, uh-huh. and then they would, and, and it would be like, it would, it, would, it would be that sexy thing where it's like just hanging out below their butt, but then they'd have another pair on, and I felt like that ruined the illusion for me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um... And then they all wore pasties, and pasties are depressing like hijabs. <laughs> like, <laughs> just such a like, letdown. Be like, oh, like it's like I know there's a nipple there, and it's Free shaped just like a nipple, but now it's got glitter on it. <laughs> like I can see the whole boob. Why are we wearing this? That looks stupid. My only takeaway, so not sparkle. My only takeaway right? from going to the strip club is like a. This is a huge fucking waste of time. B, I'm confused because I'm sexually repressing myself for money. And C, <laughs> why the hell do I love this band so much nowadays? <laughs> now, I do want to say that the women working, I do respect their work. I do respect what they do. I think it's a very legitimate form of making money. Like, yeah. damn. Like, it, those it deals, they earned those singles. Fuck that. If like, I, hit, I just looked at the high and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm stripping. Be like, are you making enough to live off of? You know? <laughs> like, a no, good like, stripper is seriously fucking aerobic. It is. And they were working really hard. And, and, and they were, they were great. And they would all see me sitting there and they'd all give me a great big smile and I'd smile back. So then they'd hang out and dance for me and 
Then they and then one came and sat down next to me, and it was fun. They were great. Yep, they were why, great, all of them. I remember the group that I was going to think about there. The it was stabbing westward. Save yourself. Mm-hmm. That was the first song I saw. My first real live of JJ too. So because <laughs> I was a virgin until I was like twenty one. So. That's no, sick. don't be sad for me. I it was it was by choice. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go play some Xbox. You want to no, get paid? No, no, no. It's never uh, by choice. Not entirely. Not entirely. <laughs> Please fuck me. I mean, if you look at my Yahoo personals at the time, it was probably really sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, the women were great. Oh, and they gave me a free gift. Like they just so first of all, I got in without a cover because I was female. Apparently. Uh-huh. I don't know why, oh, but I did. Join up, <laughs> and then and then I'm sitting there watching the show. Well, and I felt like like the, the a lot of these women were clearly dancers. Like they they knew how to dance, but the dance that the, the dances they were doing were just like I said, form, formulaic. Like mm-hmm. that they do this move and then this move and then this move and this move, and that's what gets the money. And I get it. I get it. I. I don't bring in certain cheeses that I love at work because I won't make money on them. And other ones I bring in just because I'll sell. I get it. Um, but I enjoy the art of it. So it wasn't, I wasn't the audience is basically what I'm saying. Um, but so I'm sitting there watching, enjoy, you know, enjoying. And um, they come over and they go, Hey, sweetie, we just wanted to give you this. And it's body spray and lip gloss. I'm like, Cool. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, uh-huh. I, never... I don't use either of those things, but I appreciate the gesture. <laughs> I never got a free gift anytime I went. Right? <laughs> no. Now I'm he's even more like, depressed. He's like, what's that? And I'm like, they just gave it to me. He's your, like, Your really? boner was the free gift, Kyle. Your boner. That's your what... boner. That was I, I totally you got, got cheap I, steak. Yeah, I got yeah, yeah, for a while there. For a while, at a, at a former job, uh, there were a, a group of us that would go to yeah, – I'm not going to mention the name of the club. But they had, I think on Wednesdays, $5 steak. Oh, the Lighthouse. At lunch. No, it wasn't the Lighthouse. Oh. <laughs> no, this was, this, was in, this was in Salt Lake. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I think it was Wednesday. They did you know $5 steak for lunch. Uh, so we would all climb into three or four – cars or a van depending on if we had a van uh and we'd drive down and spend about two and a half hours at lunch which was fun a little (laughs) a little a little depressing but hey five dollar steak yeah and we'd sit sit in the back and drink lots of beer and while this has been a real blast kyle do you have anything you want to talk about for your share for this week or uh i finished a goddamn book yes. <laughs> and i've been watching a lot of damn movies and tomorrow i'm gonna go watch three more damn movies can't wait to get reviews. Damn movies, yeah i won't be able to go to the damn movies because i've <laughs> got to get hold of the doctor yeah and i don't have a uh high and low for the week because i kind of went over that already but for a share for the week go fucking watch jessica jones that oh, is what I've heard. god yeah that's that's also been been all consuming Oh, and also uh, the Man in the High Tower on Amazon. I, I mm-hmm. just barely got my Prime account set up, and holy shit, what a good show! <laughs> Especially if you like Philip Dick stuff. So that one's in queue, and definitely. God, it's good. Oh, I watched. Um, it's called Z. It's one of the Amazon shows. It's got a 
why can I never remember her name? Wednesday. That's okay. I, I do the uh, show all the time. Uh, Christina, Christina Ricci. Ricci. Yeah, yeah, Christina Ricci. She plays a Southern girl. She's the daughter of a good little ju- of a good Southern judge, but she, it's set in during World War One, and she is this highly sexualized, just <laughs> free feminist spirit in, in like 1914 it's kind of in the south in the deep that south awesome. daughter of a southern judge <laughs> and they only had the one episode on and i immediately fell in love with it it was fantastic <laughs> that sounds awesome reminds me of how much she matured in a uh, black snake moan You're like that's christina ricci get the <laughs> fuck out of here what <laughs> kind of like hermione who yeah. used to be a little girl and now you want to watch her in the shower <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Everybody wants to watch Emma Watson in the shower. <laughs> it's the accent. Their point well made. It's the accent. <laughs> hey. With, with, with consent, of course. Yes. With consent. So um, let me give a quick little shout out to Robert and Lee, our only two patrons right now. Thank you guys for supporting the show. We really do appreciate it. And we're about to go do the after show. So if uh, if you guys want to get that content, you need to go to patreon.com slash Utah Outcasts and do a little donation there. I might be porting some of them over to YouTube eventually because, you know, they're topical and timely and everything. So if it's something that's like two months old, be like, OK, well, maybe you want to hear about something Pat Robertson said at this time. Might be doing that eventually. But anyway, um, it's been a great time. I really enjoy the fact that we finally got together on video and everything. It's been a great fucking show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we're going to go saunter off over to the after show. But uh, as always, hit us up. Mailbag at UtahOutcast.com. Twitter, Facebook, we respond everywhere. I'm I'm really good about getting back to you guys on things. So uh, if you have anything you want to talk about, please let me know. If you have any comments, suggestions, or anything, leave them below. Send them to me an email. Whatever you want to do. 347-669-3377, as you see on the screen there for you YouTube people. But anyway, that does it for us for this week. We are going to catch you again next week with another episode, and we will have a special guest if they don't get sick. (laughs) God damn it, sickness. And wait, this next weekend. Oh, it's going to be post-Thanksgiving. That's going to be fun. Uh So enjoy your uh, turkey day, people. Give some thanks to some shit. There you go. How about that? But uh, until then, we'll catch you next week with another episode, and uh, you're welcome. Good night. Space and time could come undone And with the blast create a conundrum Then particles of light could seethe And burn rainbows across the galaxy The moon could crumble before our eyes Then break apart and The stars could explode and boil Earth's seas And rip the fabric of reality Well, I don't care if all that happens Everything is fine as long as there's a you and me Even when the sky is falling Back to you will travel And escape with no matter how many times It should be
I'll keep you moving on like a solitan, a solitan, a solitan. I'll keep you moving like a solitan, a solitan, a solitan. with like any kind of thing i'm talking to the doctor like using his terms because you know that's the fucking words for them people mm-hmm. like, yeah like, oh she's having problems with the duodenum be like most people would probably would not use that word but like okay yeah it's part of your colon continue <laughs> yes <laughs> moving on moving on yes doctor i understand here well are you a medical professional no, no. i just no know what i just a, know what body parts are i just know how to use regular fucking terms for things <laughs> 
Scapula. That's, you know, I, that's these. these. I don't know that, that bendy part of my butthole. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about there. Why am I not recording this? This is fucking amazing. 150 years of breakthroughs, milestones, and triumphs. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of generous community support. You can give kids a future where they get freckles instead of chemotherapy and paper cuts instead of surgery. Children's National Hospital. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. Ain't no place like a cowboy place. Ain't no time like a cowboy time. Ain't no way like the cowboy way. Have a cowboy kind of day. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at a rose in the wheel going wrong. Hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. 